If you didn't know it until now, you are the Common Sense Nation. And this is Radio Free Almond. Good morning, you bunch of drunks. In the evening breeze, listen to the murmur of the cottonwood trees. Send me off another, but I ask you, please, don't fence me in. Don't fence me in. Just turn me loose. Let me straddle my own saddle underneath the western skies. On my guys, let me wander over yonder till I see the mountains rise. I want to ride to the Good, good, good morning, everybody. Good morning. Uh, happy Friday. Good morning, everybody. You're in the St. Louis time. It's now 5601, everybody. St. Louis time. 601. Brian Jacobs, it's 601 in the Windy City. Yes, yes, yes. It in is. the bi state region. <laughs> That's another thing that you know. Weather in the bi-state region is supposed to be blah blah. Nobody, it's like, nobody ever says bi-state region, except people in the news. And people in the news, people of America, I got new bumper stickers. People, hmm? bumper stickers. Except these might not go on your bumper. They might go like on the flat part of the back. On your forehead. What you could do is you could um, you could have one or have a bunch of them if you want to, and walk behind somebody, slap them on the back, like, "Hey, what's up, man? Hey." on the back of his shirt. Don't you do to liberals? Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. You can also uh, slap one on your dog. Yeah. Because it'll, it'll, it'll affix to, to hair. Or a cat. You know, make a cat run around with this thing on the side of it. A little while. Oh, call the Humane Society, why don't you? You put it on your favorite ape. See like an ape running around. You're into the apes right now. I've been hey, listen, man. I'm I'm into my I'm into my ape app is what I'm into. Tell me, that's a good idea. The more I think about it, the more I I'm gonna I'll, I'll go up to the camera and show people this this. Uh, thing. Yeah, because nobody's really seen it yet. No. So if you're on Facebook Live, you're getting a treat right now. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. <laughs> Look at this, everybody. This is the brand new, brand new, brand new. Sticker. And we're going to be giving these away on Saturday at the Palooza. It's going to be great. The Warrior and the Wild Man. The 
Warrior and the Wild Man Palooza coming to a great Discovery Design lot near you. We're going to have a ton of fun on Saturday, the 9th of June, 12 to 6. And that's where we're going to roll it all out, have a bunch of fun. We're going to have our buddy Phil Valencia, who's going to be spinning the records. Yeah, he's going to put the needle on the records. Whatever that sounds like. And then also we've got, uh, oh, we've got the Nipudi Pediatrics Bounce House and Kids section there. Face painting, everything else that you're going to love for the kids. We're going to have some burr right there. We're going to have some Kreftig beer brought to us by Billy Bush. Also, we're going to have some other stuff out there, too. I think the Beardly Man, who's a friend of mine, he's, he's called the Beardly Man. Look him up okay. on the... On the uh, All right. www.beardlyman.com <laughs> or on Twitter, too. And he does, he's, he's all things beard, you know, because beards are cool now, you know. It's kind of the hipster local? thing. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. He's going to fix us up with some whiskey, and there's nothing like whiskey at 2 o'clock in the afternoon when it's 95 degrees. Let me tell you. I mean, you haven't just had fun until you've had a little, little, little rye whiskey burning down your throat when it's 95 and you're sweating your buns <laughs> off. Also have <laughs> the... Uh, our uh, great guys from uh, the uh, America First Missouri who are going to be out there with some water. So we have some water for you. Yeah. And we're also going to have a mini car show. And, of course, Doug Jowles is going to be out there. Uh, Tony Minetti indicated he might be stopping by, too. And then Austin Peterson as well. And so we're going to have some fun with that. Uh, but Doug Jowles will be out there rabble-rousing. We'll have some books out there, too. People are wondering whether or not we're going to have books out there. Because we do have the book signing the night before at the Missouri Athletic Club West. And that is going to be from 5.30 to 8, and that's going to be fun, too. That's going to be in the evening, Friday evening. And we've got uh, the three books he's going to be signing, uh, Raising Rowdy, Righteous Rowdy Girls, uh, Pussification, and Rules for Radical Christians. So we're going to have him on with us as well. Um, Or later on today at 8.30, he's going to join us, and we're going to give a little bit of a preview. But he'll be on with us before the big event next week. And, of course, we're going to have these um, bumper stickers out there for free. You know, we're just going to have them out there. Just, you know, take whatever you need. As long as you're going to distribute them for us, then I'm good. So as long as you guys can, you can take how many ever you want. Uh, but, yeah. I just like the quality of those things. Dude, the quality of everything we have I made know. so far has been great. Uh, the Golomskis have made these great hats and the great shirts and the tri-blend shirts and all that kind of stuff. And so... Uh, they've done a great job with it because these are like real things. And then this and just everything is we, – we, it's go big or stay home for us. That's what this is it's all true. about, dude. That's what this is all about. So we got that going for us. Uh, we have – I have a little update later on on the whole Chris Coster mystery regarding the hairdresser thing, uh, the Kitty Sneed thing. I don't even know about this. Yeah, you do. We were talking about it. Oh. We talked about it all week. Well, an update. Oh, yeah. No, you didn't know, the, the, you didn't know about that. So we had the update for you a little bit on, on, the, on the more of the mystery surrounding that. And then uh, we're going to follow up on that a little bit. Also, this weird thing happening at St. Gabriel's Parish in South St. Louis where they had this priest who just simply was accused, exonerated, and they still ran him out when they appointed him to the church there, the parents, everybody there. Proving once again that mob mentality works, that it doesn't matter whether you're guilty, whether you're innocent, no matter what. If the mob says that you are, you're done. That's, that's what it's all about. The, 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 the mob rules in this country, and it doesn't matter what you say or what the facts are. 
anything, as long as there, is a, there are enough people to make up some bull crap about you, then you're finished. <laughs> and it, it doesn't matter. Usually it happens, uh, in this case it was a priest, but, but generally in, in our culture now it happens with uh, people who are conservative, Republican, or you're Eric Greitens. And in that case, then, you have uh, the Republican Party against you as well. Noticed in the Post-Dispatch, they did a story about Lieutenant Governor Parson, who, oh, it just turns out that Governor Parson has a very different view (laughs) of the tax credit system than than Eric Greitens did. It's like, yeah, no kidding. You called that. This whole thing was about the tax credit thing. This whole thing was about the millions of dollars in tax credits that are being bought, sold, traded, you name it, by people like Sterling Bank and these other guys who support the Scott Fawn show. This was nothing about Kitty Sneed. This was nothing about campaign finance. This was nothing about the mission continues. It was everything about tax credits, everything about what these bohunks were doing with the tax credit system. And nothing to do with any of that. It's all about the millions of dollars that, that, that these campaign donors were benefiting from. That's what it's all about. Don't let anybody tell you it's anything different. Now, we did have Nick Schwor on with us yesterday who told us that, you know, Parson's a good guy. He supported law enforcement and he supported, he's a former sheriff. I, I get it, okay? I understand, okay? First responder, get it. But the reality is, it doesn't matter, all right? Does it matter what the situation is? The fact of the matter is, these guys are all the same. They're, they're swamp monkeys. They're swamp apes. <laughs> they're apes who live in a swamp. It's, it's amazing. I've come up with a new thing. They're apes with gills. They, they're swamp people. And you you just are not going to change the culture down there in Jefferson City. Down in Jefferson City, there is little to distinguish between a Republican and a Democrat when it comes to money and when it comes to government and when it comes to statism and everything else. There's just very little difference. Don't let anybody tell you that there is. By the way, I saw this yesterday with uh, Mitt Romney. Turns out, and and I got to tell you, I can't stand this guy, okay? You've never been a fan. He's a, he's a loser. He's, <laughs> he doesn't order the soup. He's a <laughs> pussy, all right? That's, that, that's what Mitt Romney is, okay? I'm sorry about the language, but I've had enough of this guy. And now he's going to probably be in the U.S. Senate, and we've got we to gotta watch him shuffle around the way he does. He also walks like this. <laughs> he does. He stands. <laughs> he it's does. like, dude, spread your legs a little bit and walk like a man. Golly, drives me crazy. Is it crabby of me? Don't shuffle around. How'd you learn to walk like that? He's extra fiery on this Friday. How'd you learn to walk like this? <laughs> he, he does walk like I that, walk too. Little baby, pussy steps. <laughs> you know, walk and order the soup and, and, and speak up. That's all I'm asking you to do, Okay. Is that too much to ask, no, Brian Jacobs? It's not. It's absolutely not. I just noticed. I mean, well, well, yeah, it's like sh- he needed to hire you as kind of like a consultant for no, he, manlyhood. He needed to hire me as a personal slap in your face every day, <laughs> guy. Grab you by the collar. Grab you by your button-down collar. If, your your button-down Izod Lacoste <laughs> collar. Lacoste. If he would have 
called you before that meeting with Trump, he'd have probably had a better meeting. He probably has a flip phone. You know what? I'm dry, he drives me crazy. I'm sorry. I'm, I didn't mean to use the P word. I should have used the C word like Samantha B. Then I would have been better off. By the way, we, yesterday I had the whole Samantha. I'll get to Romney in a second. Believe me. I double back. He does. <laughs> we had the Samantha B. thing yesterday. I didn't talk about it. You know why? Nobody knows who Samantha B. is. I, I, I get it that she's a comedian. And nobody watches that show. And, and I realize that it makes some conservatives feel good to obsess over her C-word thing when Roseanne said the ape-word thing, which there's, I don't know what the comparison is, but nonetheless, uh, we are used to the misogyny of the left. They, uh, they, are, they sexualize pretty much everything when it comes to their disdain for certain women in certain political parties. Yeah. And they'll all that you know. They, they, from the time that Ann Coulter opened their mouth on Twitter, they're talking about, uh, you know, talking about raping her and all yeah. kinds of. And, and the left sexualizes their anger in ways that I find absolutely just crazy. And it, it really is kind of interesting how they pull that off and how they do that. But they do. Yeah, their their anger is is seemingly always contained in some kind of sexualization. Isn't that strange to it you? It is weird considering they're the leaders of this Me Too movement or, or, or you know, they, they, they're the proponents of this. Yet, you are right. Almost every single time they resort back to some sexual connotation of, 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 of a person. Yeah. And they did it to Sarah Palin. Yeah. Uh, they, they're doing it now to Ivanka. And to Melania, they they disdain them. It's kind of like the attitude of the left is generally like the stepsisters in Cinderella. They just can't stand pretty decent people. That that's that's it's pretty true. much the problem. And so the, the the sight of Melania and Ivanka just makes their self loathing all that more prominent. And it's 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 kind of how you how you how you see that. And that's what what they're involved in. So the Samantha B thing and her hatred of Ivanka isn't surprising. And it's it's almost too easy to make a big deal out of her C word usage, all that kind of thing. And so I, I just have I'm, I'm bored. I know by, by the outrage over it. I'm bored by the outrage over Roseanne Barr's comments. I'm bored by outrage in general, except my outrage over Mitt Romney. <laughs> I'm the one who will be the outraged one. Do not outrage, make me outraged about other things when I, when I want to be outraged about Mitt Romney. So I can't, I don't have the energy. Although I did notice that S.E. Cup uh, was pretty good when she talked on CNN. I'm glad CNN at least let her on and talked about how Samantha B is... Uh, Really, and mean, to it, Samantha B, who, as you rightly noted, used a word that so many women find incredibly offensive. Yep. What uh, offensive? What she said wasn't just unacceptable. Welcome to the misogyny club. I mean, she is she is joined by Keith Olbermann, one of the world's most prolific misogynists. I speak from personal experience. Um, that is a terrible club to be in. And. and I noticed that I wish that Essie Cup was also as outraged about that as she is about the 
reflexive accusations of racism against Donald Trump or whatever. But unfortunately, S.E. Cup was one of those individuals back in the day, just like Ben Shapiro, just like Glenn Beck, yep. just like all the never Trumpers out there who said we were all deplorable, racist, alt-right, that kind of thing. So, yeah. So that's where she Thanks a lot, S.E. Yeah, Cup. I, I appreciate your comments about this, but I wish you were <laughs> yeah. outraged about other stuff as well. But it's clear. But these guys are it's, – it's nothing surprising to me. But, again, nobody knows who Samantha B is, and nobody cares. She's useful now because we can use her as kind of like this uh, bellwether of hypocrisy and how she can say this about Ivanka – but Roseanne says this about Valerie Jarrett. Roseanne gets her show canceled, and Samantha B gets this. And okay, I get, I get the rap, but that's as much as I'm going to say about the Samantha. I just, there's nothing more to because most people would have no idea who she even was no. before all of this. Right, exactly. So let me get to Mitt Romney. I'm going to get back at him. <laughs> come back around to him. You're never going to get him on the show now. I'm like the. Uh, the shark that kind of just swims around <laughs> waiting for Mitt Romney to pass by. <laughs> People, you know, if I was a shark, be in the water and be, I'd let all these beautiful morsels pass by. I could, I could eat that chick in a bikini, but let her go. Because you know it's coming. That big fat guy. I could eat him and not have to eat for a while. Nah. My fellow sharks are like, you should eat that other. No, I'm, I'm, I'm waiting. Who are you waiting for? Mitt Romney. <laughs> I'm waiting for Mitt Romney to swim by. Why? Because he doesn't order the soup. Just all, all kinds of myriad of reasons. And he swims by very slowly. Yeah, of course he does. He shuffles. Shuffles. Like, what do you mean? Have you ever seen him walk? No, I'm a shark. I'm in the water all the time. Okay. Um... Well, if you, if, you, if you were on land at some point, you'd see him walking and shuffling. He doesn't, he doesn't move. He doesn't lift his legs when he walks. And he doesn't order the soup. And he loses elections. He does. Oh, yeah. He didn't have, he didn't have, Obama uh, just had him. It was just so clear. He's and so he didn't awkward. seem to want it. So anyway, Mitt Romney yesterday revealed, uh, who he voted for in the 2016 presidential election. Who do you think he voted for in the 2016 presidential election, uh, Ryan? Did he ride in or something? Yeah. Oh, gosh. One of those. And, and he wrote in his wife. Stop it. I'm not kidding you. Now, again, loving your wife is a nice thing. It's a good thing. We love our wives. Of course. But that kind of kiss-assery is very unwelcome. Yes, uh, I, vote, I wrote in the name of a person who I admire deeply, who I think would be an excellent president. She probably would be better than you. Yes, that's probably true. <laughs> His wife, Ann Romney. So he wrote her, and he didn't vote for President Trump. And, and, and this is why it's, that does not make him a pansy in itself. But even to consider meeting with President Trump to take a position in his cabinet, yeah, when you didn't even vote for the guy, 
that takes, I don't know what it takes because he doesn't have balls. I know that. So I don't know what it takes, but some nerve yeah. to, to go and, and sit at the table with, with Donald Trump, who you didn't vote for, in hopes of actually being a member of his cabinet. That's just, that's how duplicitous these guys are. Do you really believe Trump had any intention in that meeting of ever hiring Romney? No, no way. Trump just wanted to, for the world to see how Mitt Romney wouldn't order the soup. <laughs> he knew it. He absolutely knew it. He wanted, he wanted all the, the big the cameras on him and everything else, and Trump's thinking to himself, first of all, I know he didn't vote for me. There's yeah, no, no way he, he knew it. For me. And I'm going to sit here, and I'm going to alpha male him right into the ground. And I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna order the soup, and Mitt Romney's gonna watch me eat it, because <laughs> he's a pansy. I truly believe that is accurate. Actually, yeah. yeah, I'm gonna sit here and eat the soup, and you know what I might even do? I might even put the. Uh, I never do this, but I'm gonna go ahead and put the napkin right in my collar. I'm gonna sit here and lord over the table while my minion Mitt Romney. Begs for a job that there's not a chance in hell I'm going to give him. <laughs> the loser. And I might even, I might even when I when I eat the soup, I'm going to go. I might even go. <laughs> slurp it. No, I'm. Uh, I'm going to take the spoon, and I'm going to sit there, and I'm going to listen to him pitch while he's pitching for the Secretary of State's job. I'm going to have the spoonful of soup in front of me, and right when he starts talking, I'm going to go. I'm sorry, what'd you say? Yeah, so anyway, I thought that as a world leader, I would just be... <laughs> it's so funny, because it's... I feel it's fairly accurate. Yeah. And then I... Uh, then we don't want to do it. I'm going I'm to ask him to pass me the butter, even though I don't have any bread. And you know what? He'll probably pass me the butter. No, and even watching that I don't have any bread... And he won't even dare ask why I'm asking for the butter when I don't have any bread. Because he's such a pansy. He'll pass me the, the butter. See, people don't know, but Trump is vicious like that. Actually, you know what I'm going to do after, while he's talking? I'm going to do the, the slurp. Then I'm going to ask, I'm going to put down my soup spoon. Then I'm going to ask him to pass me his soup spoon that's sitting there, unused. <laughs> unused soup spoon. You know, man, I'm tired of this spoon. Can you pass me your spoon? Thank you. Can you wipe it off before? You, yeah, wipe that off before you. Thank you. Yeah. It was a great visual too, because he. Oh, I there's Trump. Did you see the picture? Oh yeah. Trump's eating that soup, and Mitt's just sitting there. I, I think only he's picking through like a, a romaine lettuce salad or something like that. I only saw the picture after our soup discussion, because then I looked it up. I was like the Mitt Romney soup debacle. And yeah, I, I watched the whole, you know, because there was almost like short clips to yeah. during that whole thing. And then there'll be a little soup left, like in the bottom of the bowl. And then while he's watching me, I'll lift the bowl to my face <laughs> and then just finish the rest of it. Mid, I was reading a story the other day. Uh, it was NBC News. They did an exit poll. It was interesting how I performed stronger among blacks and Hispanic voters than you did in 2012. 
according to exit polls. Why do you think that is, Mitt? Mitt. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. And by the way, that is a matter of fact that Donald Trump performed stronger among blacks and Hispanic voters than Mitt Romney did as the Republican nominee in 2012. In fact, did uh, much stronger. And it was pretty apparent that that's one of the reasons why. <laughs> First of all, it was, it was President Trump who, on throughout the election, obviously, was accused of being really mean to Hispanics, remember? Because he, oh, yeah. because he, he the, 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 the story I'm reading now says that he called Mexicans rapists and killers, and he didn't. He called illegal immigrants rapists and killers. So he didn't call Mexicans rapists and killers. But anyway, so, so here's a guy, though, even still with the, with the news media accusing him of calling Mexicans racists, uh, uh, rapists and killers, still performed better than Romney, who probably didn't. <laughs> no, I don't, no. Not to my knowledge did. And so here's a guy who still performed better than Mitt Romney with the news plastered all over the place that he called Mexicans rapists and killers. You got to be really bad to be outperformed by a guy like that. Mitt Romney was just always like plain rice. Like when you would eat plain rice, like there's no <laughs> flavor. <laughs> like you're, why am I eating this? That's yeah. Mitt Romney. Yeah. Mitt Romney. Yeah. He's, it's, it's like, um, He's a bullion cube, is what he is. You know what I mean? <laughs> yes, like, what is this? Yes, exactly. Because <laughs> he's not really soup, but he's just sitting there. Like, if you put water on him or in him, maybe he'd turn into soup, but it really is not. Not even good. And even if, he, even if he turned into soup, he still wouldn't even eat himself, which is so shameful. So anyway, we got a big uh, day coming for you guys. We've got, I was sad to see that Sears is closing all of his stores. I worked there. Oh, you did? Oh, yeah. They Years. had the craftsman line of, oh, uh, yeah. of tools, right? I can see why it's going on, but we'll, we'll talk a little more about that and, and what it indicates uh, for the economy. We also have news that more drivers are found who in fatal accidents are found to actually have drugs in their system as opposed to alcohol, which is kind of a crazy stat considering oh. we've talked about marijuana and how marijuana is not this and this and this, but apparently it's showing up in a lot of fatal accidents along with other drugs. So we'll follow up a little bit on that as well. And then we've got uh, also Jim Talent joining us a little later on. We're going to have Doug Giles joining us as well. And so we'll get started early with the national anthem because really all I'm doing the entirety of this first half hour has been I've been stalling to get to the song I'm going to play after the national anthem, so that's really what this that's is all it. about. Oh yeah, just wanted to play. I would, would have played Mitt this right off the top and the song. Yeah, exactly. I would have played this off the top, but I had to wait for the national anthem, and then I'll lay on you a beautiful song, and then we'll come back. We should also see about taking a couple phone calls. I've got a couple yeah. people who said they've tried to call, but see, we we haven't we don't have a full blown phone system yet, so. If you're calling, you're calling a line that we don't hear particularly, but, uh, but if we have it on, we will. So yes. we'll do that. We'll give you the number, and we'll take your phone calls, too. You want to give the number out now? Yeah. Can we do that? We can hold put on. people on hold? Uh, yeah. I-, I can do that. Ooh. Okay. 
No. Oh. After we get back. Ouch. No. no. Oh, we can't. We can't do both at the same no. time. All right. Okay. Without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, our national anthem. Oh, say can you see by the dawn's early light what so proudly we held at the twilight's last gleaming whose broad stripes and bright stars through the perilous fight or the ramparts we watch were so gallantly Oh, no, 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 no. 
Yeah, so are, are people there now? Well, no, he killed the live stream. He had to. And then will you read? Facebook re killed it. I'm going to try to restart it right now. Yeah, if you'll. Although, are our mics back on? Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Well, live streamers. Live streamers are hearing this. Uh, so. <laughs> <laughs> Facebook Nazis. Yeah. Well, they, I'm sure, are very protective of their, um, their brand. How, did they, how do you think that happened where they knew that we were playing Janis Joplin, playing that song? You're not necessarily a small show. <laughs> so, Janice, the song you were the most excited about. Yeah. You, you attract a lot of people watching this. <laughs> so, that's how. That's crazy, man. But our live streamers are still here. Yeah. Just been, not on the, 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 here's, here's the thing about the, about the show. Is we get probably uh, well, we get we are we up again. Yeah, Ryan. After I get it up, you want to edit some things so it says. Will you just copy the other one? It's fine. Ah, can you believe that? Okay, so what did they do then? They removed your Facebook Live this morning, but secretly, I actually think it was Mitt Romney. Do you think it was Romney? Yeah, he hated that conversation that you just had. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I guess, I, and also, I, I would imagine that, and, and so, so, what 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 happened here? I'll, I'll, I want to explain this too. Once the Facebook Live people are back up again, too, it, is that we we had so so we broke, and I played the music from Janis Joplin and which is of course one of my favorite songs and it's a live version of uh, to love somebody and it is from an album called the essential Janis Joplin and so I got to the essential Janis Joplin now so 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 is is the entirety of the whole Mitt Romney bit erased then oh yeah so there's no video evidence of the Mitt Romney thing at all? No. Okay. Wow. There's audio. The audio will live forever. On the stream? Mm -hmm. Okay, as, as a podcast? podcast? Okay, so if you miss the whole Mitt Romney thing, then, then yeah, you will, uh, you'll do that. So we have, um, on our Facebook Live, basically, we have thousands and thousands of people who watch the Facebook Live. Are we back up again then? Yes. Okay. Everybody back with us yet? Oh, yeah. Okay. So we played the national anthem. Was it the, was it the national anthem or was it? No, it couldn't have been. It was Janice. It was Janice. So let me just see something here if you guys can indulge me for a second. <laughs> because I want to, I want to, um, uh, let me see something here. It's actually kind of humorous because I'm blaming it on Janice, but I feel like it was the Romney story. <laughs> um, let me just see. I'm trying to uh, to figure out whether or not what what the uh, what the Sony. Uh, let's see the essential Janis Joplin. Um, I can't, I don't know. I can't tell. Either way, here's what happened. So we were playing Janis Joplin, 
and To Love Somebody, which is a great song, which I just, and I love Janis Joplin, and I just absolutely just love Janis Joplin. So I, um, and, and you know, she's this little Texan, and she was just so great, and unfortunately troubled, but but so great. So I, it's interesting because Columbia Records is the one that does Saw that. Does Janice? Then I so yeah. We played the national anthem, and that was Leanne Rhymes. Where'd you get that? I believe so. Uh, iTunes. Okay. Yeah. So we we bought this. We bought the song, right? We did. Okay. So so for, for whatever reason, then we're on live Facebook Live, and we've got thousands upon thousands of people watching the Facebook Live. And we get a notification that Sony Music has disputed our Facebook presentation. She's Sony Music. Oh, she is? Yeah. Okay, all right. So they actually hated the national anthem. Oh, so so it wasn't Janice. I don't think it was okay. Janice. So, so that must have been... So either way, Sony Music hates America. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Because if you don't support Radio Free Alvin, which clearly they didn't. Well, because because at first when we were pl- like while we're playing the Janus, that's when we got the message that Sony Records disputed our Facebook Live. Right? Is that yeah. how it comes down? Uh-huh. So if Sony Records makes a complaint about our Facebook Live, then Facebook can just pull the thing down. But you know what? And this is what I love. The jokes on them because. We have a bigger audience now after they pulled us down. <laughs> well, that's because it's the entirety of Sony Records now. Yeah, they're all they're all they're all listening now. <laughs> Waiting. So so really what it boiled down to at, so at first we thought okay, well then that was that must have been uh, that must so what they made me do then at that point is they made me stop to love somebody by Janis Joplin live in the middle of it, which is an un, it's almost more unforgivable than complaining about the national anthem. But I'll let, let that sit where it is. So it turns out that Sony didn't like the Leanne Rimes national anthem we played, even though we bought, we bought the song from mm-hmm. iTunes. Okay, We purchased the song. Mm-hmm. And we're not making any money. We're not monetizing the Facebook yet. It's true. So how their complaint will stand that we're playing music even though we bought it on iTunes. We won't stand for this. So they, but 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 that's how quickly yeah. they were able to dismantle the Facebook Live by complaining to Facebook about the song. And this is where I mean to kind of bring it back, but I mean I, this is where conservatives do complain about uh, social media and being censored. Uh, this is what this is exactly what they talk about that these social media companies can do. I mean, here you're getting out information and they can shut you down in a but moment's me, notice. But, but the thing that's crazy about this, though, is how did they know? I mean, how <laughs> how do they know? I don't know. I mean, is there is there some kind of uh, Algorithm or so, is that what it is that shows up, Matt? It listens. 
Oh, so so there's so actually a computer. Come in here, will you please? Get in here. <laughs> we'll talk to you through to through the. You know, you, you can, yeah. Good morning this morning, uh, Matt. Hello. He's the engineer. So what what's the deal then? So basically, uh, YouTube, Facebook, all those guys will have a software, basically an algorithm that's listening to live streams, especially ones that pick up steam. And clearly, over the last couple of weeks, we've been picking up steam. Yeah. So basically, what's happening now is you've triggered their system to listen in to make sure that you're not putting out content that isn't yours. Oh. And that's and that's how they do it. So, so are they telling me that Janis Joplin is not mine? <laughs> I thought she was everyone. I, yeah, exactly. <laughs> she belongs to everybody. But this wasn't about Janis Joplin, no. though, as, as you point out, right? No. Thank you, Matt. No uh, it, it's about... Leanne. Leanne. Uh-huh. Or oh. Mitt Romney, jury's out. Yeah, he probably complained that baby. Oh, I bet he did. Non-soup-eating, shuffling baby. He said, I didn't eat the soup. Losing election baby. (laughs) (laughs) And and it is true that, you guys, I have to tell you, uh, and again, I've never, even when I was at 97.1, never bragged about numbers or ratings because people just don't care. I I know some hosts who do. And they love talking about oh, how yeah. popular they are. But it doesn't matter to people who listen to the show because they just want to be entertained and informed, and that's how it works. They don't care what your numbers are. But I will have to tell you, though, since this is Radio Free Alma and we've been through an ordeal together, right? Yep. This has kind of been our thing. Yeah. This Radio Free Almond thing belongs to all of us. And... So I'm, I want to let you know, I'm pleased to report that we are killing it Yes, o- on Facebook. And, and wait till we get the multi-camera shoot where you can, oh, you know, yeah. you know, you can see over there, over here. Uh, but but we're, Facebook is just, I mean, thousands of people are doing the Facebook thing. And also our streaming numbers are unbelievable. Mm-hmm. So I'm just telling you that, that basically we're kicking ass is what we're doing. And I'm just telling you that because... You're in good company, and also because I can thank you for your support of Radio Free Almond, and and you can know that as hard as you've worked to promote the show among all your friends, and as hard as you've worked in terms of uh, wishing for our success, you really have um, you really done it. So, and, and, and this and it's, this is a month in. Yeah, and I was just gonna say, and if you missed that amazing first segment with the Mitt Romney thing, the podcast on iTunes and Stitcher, so you can download it. If you didn't hear that, you have to hear the Mitt Romney <laughs> bit. <laughs> Could we, let me ask you this. I know this is going to be kind of weird, but okay. for the people who might have missed and just tuning in, can, can, we, can we repurpose that? Can like, like within the show, like for instance, can we go back and find that, and then replay it. Yeah, they could. Back, yeah, they could back there. Okay, they could. They could do that. Let's order that up. Is that cost more money? <laughs> okay, it's a, is that a la carte on the uh, gaslight menu here? <laughs> Too funny. We're yeah. back though. So I'll take that, and and if you don't mind, I'll take a uh, fruit bowl. Okay, <laughs> a pot of coffee. And just plain white toast is fine. Oh, of course, plain white toast. <laughs> Wheat. Dude, hotel to- toast is so good. It, why? Well, I don't know. I, I know what you mean, though. When they serve it on the side How and do they you do jelly that? it, and you're like, wow. I apologize for the 
video has been restored on Facebook. <gasps> oh, they really? Oh, so, the so first segment is back. Okay. Oh, good. So, so basically, it says now an email I just got says that they muted the section of bad. And now you can go back and review the first segment if you need to. This is oh, beautiful. okay, good, perfect. So, oh, great. We're thank back, you, thank you, baby. Matt. Yeah. Okay. I think Matt's just trying to get out of heaven to find it. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I'm not. That's doing. just that. He, he, that's not true. He just came in here and said that. No, it is true. Yeah. But yeah, about, well, let, 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 before I get to the Sorry. news of the day, we've got to talk about this hotel toast thing. Yeah. So is it because they cut it? In, tr- in the triangle thing, is that what it, do- what it does? It's like, like that? brings back memories of childhood, like when your mom would cut your toast. I don't know, but it seems delicious. It's better than toast you make at home. Oh, I've never times. been able to reproduce that hotel toast thing. Partially, too, if you've ever noticed, it's warm, but it's not hot. And to a certain extent, it doesn't break. It's a, no. little, a little chewy. Yeah. You know what I think it is too. I think it they they don't really. It's not in a toaster mm-hmm. because that because they couldn't possibly produce that much toast <laughs> just with a toaster. So it's in one of those things like you see in the in the in the uh, complimentary breakfast mm-hmm. lobby area mm-hmm. where it's got the toaster that's the roller. That must be it. Where, where so so the toast one. is on a roller and it just drops off, but but it's done perfectly. It's funny that you mention it because I know everyone totally agrees. Like it just is. It is it is superior toast. It is. <laughs> and I'm not quite sure. Maybe it's the bread. Like is it bunny bread or is it colonial no, there's bread? There's no way they're spending money on the bunny. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. You don't think they're spending money on the bunny? No. Oh. Well, either way. We, this is this is our homage to hotel toast. I'm just telling you. Amen. It's like and it's, and, it, and then, well, maybe it's the fact that it comes covered with one of those silver top things. Yes. What do they call those? I used to have to clean those when I worked <laughs> at a restaurant. Oh, it's terrible. Really? You you guys bothered to clean them? Oh, we had to get out because um, they were like copper. Yeah. I worked at Hemingway's and Bass Pro in Springfield. Right. And, I mean, I'd spend hours up there. You'd have to take them off, and then you just work it for hours. And they would put me in this tiny little room, no bigger than, like, that drum room. And you would just be, I mean, dizzy from the fumes, because the fumes of this stuff. I'd spend hours up there. I got news for you. You probably didn't have to do that. (laughs) They were just like... Because let me ask you this. Have you ever checked for the cleanliness of the thing that's covering no. your plate at the hotel? No. Excuse me. Uh, take this lid back. There's a stain on There's the top a, of it. Get a little syrup <laughs> on the top of There's it. There's no way. And I guarantee you they don't do that anymore. No. They just knew Jake Cox would go up there and clean them for four hours. Hell, go to a bar. Look what they – do you think they – look at how, how, how they barely clean the glasses you're drinking out of. <laughs> So there's a lipstick on it. Like, you know, if you go to, except for Gaslight, you guys do it. You guys clean everything top to bottom. So I, I'm just, and, and at the Missouri Athletic Club, everything's, but, uh, and every other restaurant I've been to <laughs> and I talk about. But at the other restaurants, oh, yeah. if you just look at what they do, like if you, if you, it, let's put it this way. If you ask your 13-year-old to do the dishes, <laughs> yeah. that's what they would do. They would take a, 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 a sink full of water and just 
move the cup through the water and bring it out again and wipe it out and put it up there. But if you did that, you'd be reprimanding your kid. Oh, yeah. But go to a bar sometime and watch how they clean. And, and, and not only that, they're, they're, they're dipping the cup glasses in the, in the same water they just dipped the other glass in. Bottle. <laughs> well, I know. but And then you also don't drink, so you don't, don't have to suffer any of that I, stuff. I don't. Well... You've you've had a you've had a bar glass something in a restaurant. Sure. Okay. So that's what they do. Yeah. Although when I was at the Schnook Station restaurant, I was dishwasher there, Where and I, and and we when we washed the we washed those that little uh, mm-hmm. that thing is really hot in there, and it's done in like two minutes. But yeah. It is hot. Yeah. I worked with a deaf black dude uh, in there. Okay. And. What, <laughs> <laughs> Introduction. <laughs> You're listening. Ryan's, you should have seen Ryan's face. Like, okay. <laughs> okay. Like, he was like, I was, he was, like, he was afraid of what I was going to say. I was yes. a little nervous. Uh, okay. <laughs> oh, okay, Jamie. I had a Mitt Romney moment. Yeah. Okay. Can, please continue with your deaf black dishwasher story. <laughs> you gave me a Nancy Pelosi <laughs> voice right there. Well, I was, I was, I wasn't. That was not your real voice. It was just, it was, it was an exaggerated kind of. Okay. <laughs> so anyway, I worked with it. Well, I need to get on to some stuff here. People don't really want to listen to this, but I, I will tell you really quickly the deaf black guy story. So I'm working with this guy, and 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 peep, and that we were. It was in, at the Schnook Station restaurant in Brentwood, and so he goes out to the parking lot after the. Uh, after the shift, and I'm out there with him, and he and another guy, he's getting picked up or something. He and another guy are smoking a joint in the parking lot. Okay. And, of course, it's me. I'm not smoking the joint, but he, it's me and him and this other guy, and, if, and that, that configuration automatically is suspicious. <laughs> I would agree. Because I'm, I'm, you know, I, I'm, I'm hanging out with two black dudes in a parking lot in Brentwood. Okay, so you can and we're the only ones in the lot because it's like you know, it's like you know ten o'clock at night or something. And the Brentwood police come, and they they don't ever I don't know whether they smelled something, but they looked at the configuration, and 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 <laughs> the configuration. <laughs> and the deaf black dude he could not speak. I mean, he didn't know how he he, he couldn't hear, but he you. really couldn't talk either. You know, really much, like you like he, he couldn't talk. Obviously, he could talk, but he you know, but but the he told the cop that, that we go. He's deaf. And he goes, "You're not deaf." <laughs> He's like yelling at the guy, and he, of course. And we're like, "No, he really is deaf." Just you know, they, they thought he was lying. Oh my gosh! So somewhere along the line, somebody's before told a police officer they were deaf and they weren't, or something. Yeah, the like, cops oh. like, "You're not deaf." I'm like, "Yes, no, he is. He is. I swear, he's deaf." Is that funny? That's not supposed to be funny, is it? And it seems like mean, it's kind of like, but but I'm just telling you, even back in the '70s, you know, I mean, that's just the way police are. You know, it was rougher back then. Way Kinda. rougher. Yeah. There was no body cams. You're not deaf. <laughs> You're lucky you guys didn't yeah, get deaf, batoned. Dude. I know. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I don't know how we got into that. I don't but, either. Yeah. 
Well, we could tell a million restaurants. I worked at the Clayton Inn when I was a kid. I, remember, I never forget because I worked overnights at the Clayton Inn. Okay. And That's not, is that still? No, it's okay. uh, on Bonham or something, but, I, but it's, it's now another hotel. But I worked overnights there in the housekeeping department. So uh, I'll never forget being there and going to see Ronald Reagan when he came to St. Louis running in the 1980 election. He came to, to it was at the arena down, right. uh, downtown. But I'd work overnights. And eventually I, I got, I, I realized that, huh, I'm working overnights and I'm the only one working overnights. <laughs> so... I would spend a couple of hours in an empty ballroom sleeping. It's 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 my version of the Ryan Panera bread <laughs> squatting. Okay, all right, all right. So we've all stolen we've all... something from somebody at some point. Yes. Employers, businesses, that kind of thing. So while we're in the confessionary mode, yeah. that's how uh, that's how that thing worked out. We ask forgiveness. We do. But yeah, well, well it took me a while to realize that, but eventually I got the hang of it. I was like, oh, like, hmm. what keeps me from, <laughs> from sleeping a couple <laughs> hours? <laughs> so I did. I don't know how, I don't, I don't know. At this point, I still don't know how because you didn't have iPhones then and you didn't have like any way of like making sure you didn't sleep like the rest of the night. Yeah. So I, I still can't figure I can't that you go back woke and up figure out how I woke up. Somebody said, Heather said, I like how he, the cop thought the screaming would make the guy less dead. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> you know? Yeah. That's like when the guy, well, I don't know. Is this offensive? Because if, it's, if it is, then, then it, it, it shouldn't be because Saturday Night Live did it. Remember Garrett Morris? He would do close, they did closed captioning. And, 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 and that was back in the day, I guess, when you could do this kind of okay. thing. Okay. And so Garrett Morris was doing the news for people hard of hearing or deaf people, whatever. And so Chevy Chase would go, our top story tonight. And then Garrett Morris would go, our top story tonight. <laughs> just That's yell. How, just, just scream. That was Garrett <laughs> Morris's gig at the time. Saturday Night Live was actually funny back then. Oh, it was hilarious. Yeah. It was really good. All right, so did you see the story about this uh, Virginia Democrat? The Democrats are so bankrupt because they're, they're, they, this blue wave thing isn't happening. So they have to come up with all the, all the racy stuff, all that kind of thing. Uh, so they've been pushing that whole angle that Trump's a racist, this kind of thing. But this thing takes the cake. This is a uh, Virginia Democrat who is running for office there and in the 10th district. And it's a pretty tough primary. He's not really doing very well. And uh, whoever wins this is going to have to face this Barbara Comstock, who's a Republican. So here's a guy um, who's a, a veteran. And he decides he, this is going to be his rap in his commercial. Check it out. I'm Dan Helmer. I approve this message. I'm different. I'm not a politician. I'm a Rhodes Scholar who served in combat. I'm for a Medicare for All option and against drug companies that rip off seniors. I'll fight the gun lobby to protect children, not guns. After 9-11, the greatest threat to our democracy lived in a cave. Today, he lives in the White House. Oh, 
He just compared. That's your Democrat running for Congress. That, that's, that's your Democrat Party in Virginia. Yes, you heard it right. Comparing President Trump to bin Laden. No one, even the president, is above the law. Barbara Comstock has beaten every politician. I'm different. So, yeah, you are different, dude. That is for sure. You're accurately portraying that. Now, I heard someone on the news this morning refer to this guy, and they qualified their criticism of him by saying he is a veteran. Afghanistan, Iraq veteran. And once again, unfortunately, I have to say, while you appreciate any veteran service, that doesn't make you right. And also it doesn't give you more credibility when you do and say something really stupid like that. It just doesn't. And I think there's this idea that, that since he is who he is, and he's got that pedigree and that background that it's okay for him to 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 say that to say that in the end and, and we're going to say oh yeah sure uh you're a veteran so no matter what you say it's fine that's not true at least in my world no it's like when John McCain does stuff and everybody has to uh kiss his butt because he's a war hero. And again, yes, he's a war hero, but he's also wrong almost 80% of the time. He's a never-Trumper, and I don't care. I, I care what he did, but that doesn't keep me from criticizing him. There's this idea somehow that John McCain must not be criticized. And, also, and, and now, of course, he's a war hero and he has cancer. Right. So, so that means that oh. you, you, you shall not say anything negative about John McCain. He can squawk from his hospital bed all he wants to about how horrible Trump is, how he wishes he never did this, blah, 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 and, 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 about, and throw Sarah Palin under the bus. But somehow we can't criticize him because of his medical condition. It's like, I'm sorry, but if you're wrong, you're wrong. Yeah. It's kind of like, you know, if you're deaf and you're black, and you're smoking weed in the Schnooks parking lot, you're still wrong. You're going to get yelled at. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's just the way it is. You may not hear it. Yes, but, but you know, <laughs> that's not, you, just because you're in that situation, True. you're still smoking weed in the parking lot of Schnooks. It's absolutely accurate, and you're right. And I love how the even the Democrats will take John McCain's side on oh, it, yeah. you know, oh, just yeah. to paint the picture. Yes, Boy, Schnook Station Restaurant, they had, a, they had this really good, they had a hamburger that had the, you know, you take, and I think the fatted calf at one time had this too, where you take a, like an ice cream, like a small ice cream scooper, okay, and you put it in this, this cheese, whatever this cheese was, like a ball of cheese, cheddar cheese, and you just pop it right on the, right on the burger. And 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 they had that. That's what your your burger was. Is like a, a bit with a big ball of cheese on top of it. It was good. You loved it. Yeah, man. <laughs> I think they called it, well because it was the Shook Station Restaurant. So it was kind of like it had a railroad theme. 
and we all had to wear like the those <laughs> yeah those uh, <laughs> conductor, conductor hats. hats. <laughs> we did the striped conductor hats. Yes. And it was so everything was was like you know they were they were somebody who's listening now knows what that burger was called, but it was something related to. I wish I had a, a railroad picture of you back with your conductor. <laughs> oh, yeah, I would do cool. anything to have that picture. <laughs> yeah, we everybody had to wear them. It didn't matter whether you're back in oh, a no. dishwasher or a waiter or whatever. You had to wear that conductor hat. The Schnook Station Restaurant it was pretty good, uh, but the burger was that was like something. It reminded me. It, I think it was the same concept uh, that they did at the Fatted Calf, which mm. is what they just just pop that yeah. ball of cheese on that burger and it's good. Eat away. Eat away. Here's another deal that the news media is doing. NBC has decided, again, that they're going to focus on the most far-right or whatever uh, candidates who are running as Republicans. And these are most of these individuals are, well, a few of them, are not in any way, shape, or form have any chance of winning at all. But that doesn't stop NBC News from featuring these guys because they're trying to depict the Republican Party as the party of the Nazis and the, and the neo-Nazis and the alt-right because they don't have anything going for them. And keep in mind, this is the news media. This isn't, this isn't like a Democrat saying this. This is NBC News deciding this is going to be their rep. Check this out. Now to a disturbing trend as we approach the 2018 midterms. Yeah, disturbing trend. You know, honey, the disturbing trend is you guys getting your asses handed to you in 2018. That's the disturbing trend or should be for you guys knowing you're going to we're going to wipe the floor with you. You're not going to take over the House. You're not going to take over the Senate. And we're going to make your lives miserable for not the next two years, but the next six years. That's how awful life is going to be for you guys. But nonetheless, she decides that this is um, this. What's her name again? She's with NBC. Um, what's her face? You see her? Oh, what is? Her O'Donnell. Name? Yeah, yeah. Whatever her name yeah. is. Yeah. Anyway, I'll go back to here. Let's listen to this. Disturbing trend as we approach the 2018 midterms: the surge in candidates running for office with white nationalist messages. So that's that's kind of what's going to get them going here is is they're going to pick on the couple of candidates out there. It's kind of like what happened with the Tea Party, yeah. that kind of thing. They just simply tried to objectify these folks and make them out to be emblems of the party, even though the Democrats have so many unbelievable whack jobs. I mean, Maxine Waters just is one example. Yeah, even the guy who is from Minnesota, the uh, the Muslim head of the Democratic Party, I forgot his name. These guys, are, these guys are so on the fringe, and yet the news media doesn't even bother with them. At least eight have been identified by an organization that monitors hate groups. You know who that organization is, right, that monitors hate groups? Is it? The Southern Poverty uh, Law Center. They are known. Which They're is notorious for this. Absolutely. But the news media, they love these guys. This is this, The Southern Poverty Law Center is the same one that got involved in the Parkway election mm-hmm. and they uh, you know and they're the same ones down there and they 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 basically they basically raise funds by smearing people as racists or white nationalists that's how they make their money the Southern Poverty Law Center it, it, the, the Southern Poverty Law Center by any intellectual level 
has been widely discredited by everybody but Democrats and the news media. So, so if you if you if you want to call somebody a racist, all you have to do is is utilize the information from the Southern Poverty Law Center, which is kind of your your clearinghouse. Uh, and, and as long as you use them as your source, then automatically whatever you're saying about somebody becomes credible because you're saying because uh, and, and and what they do is they 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 claim they monitor hate groups. Yeah. And all they do is scour the earth for this and that, and then declare somebody a hate group. And then the, what, what else are you going to do once you've been declared by the Southern Poverty Law Center as a hate group? It's shocking that they're even doing this because they did this for the Trump election. And it didn't, remember, everything was the alt-right. Trump was the president for the alt-right. Everybody was labeled the alt-right. I mean, this is an old playbook that already didn't perform for them. Well, and they were labeled as the alt-right also by Republicans, ah, uh, yeah, or by conservatives, mm. Glenn Beck. I mean, look at what he did when he called people who supported Trump Nazis. It's more than any other election in modern history. NBC's Morgan Radford traveled across the country to talk with some of these candidates about why they believe they can win on a platform of prejudice. <sighs> a platform of prejudice. That's a news person right there. Unbelievable. That that's a, that's a news person right there. I mean, that's that's like. You know, that's NBC News. You'd, you'd think that, and, and yet this is clearly editorializing. This is clearly somebody who is, editor- a, a platform of prejudice is not, I, I'm sure that, they're, they're, that they, their brochures and their ads don't say, I'm running on a platform of prejudice. It's clearly not the case. Right. Hi, my name's Art Jones. Arthur Jones is running for Congress in Chicago's 3rd District. Do you think you have a shot at winning? Listen, I wouldn't be in this if I didn't think I could win. This guy has no chance of winning this election. <laughs> okay. I mean, zero chance. So they found him. But they, but they decided they were going to focus on yes. this one guy who has a zero chance of winning this election. Win. He's also one of at least eight white nationalists running for state or federal office this year, according to the Southern Poverty Law Center. And they're off to the races. Yep. It's just so easy. Yeah. The NBC reporter uh, pointing out that, because what they're trying to do is say that the very existence of these guys is an indicator that GOP voters themselves are the racists. They're trying to basically smear Mm -hmm. the voters in this case. Which, how do you even think that's going to pan out? I don't know, but I, I wish... I wish there'd be something done about the Southern Poverty Law Center because in this day and age, basically, you just add water and you can just destroy somebody. And the Southern Poverty Law Center has long been a vehicle that if, if somebody wants to destroy somebody, a useful vehicle for that. And I'm, I'm getting to the point now where I honestly – can't figure out how we're going to, unless obviously we're fighting it because oh, that's Savannah Guthrie. That's who that is. Uh, so we're 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 in a situation now where the only fight we have is really through our outlets right now. Radio Free Almond is the only is one of the places that we go, and you all are clearly going to it with Facebook and, and with our stream because even in your mainstream conservative media. 
you're or allegedly conservative media, you're getting cowards. You're getting people who aren't telling you the truth or are afraid to tell you the truth because they've got these corporate cowards breathing down their necks who are going to fire them or suspend them or put them out of work. And all, all you need is a good level of Twitter accounts and even bots for that matter who can basically put you out of business. And we've talked about this before that you are not just because you're listening to quote unquote conservative news talk on terrestrial radio does not mean you are truly getting accurate conservative information or accurate delivery. Because as you said, these guys are scared of their jobs 24 seven. So they're always scared. Oh gosh, I got to stay away from that because they're one of our sponsors and they're blah, blah, blah. And corporate won't be happy. That is thought about. Yeah. And, and, and you say uh, you can't depend on it to be accurate. You also can't depend on it to be honest. And, and that's the reality, too. And so the only way we're going to fight this, because you guys are watching, you guys are watching people. Now, again, uh, Roseanne Barr comparing a black woman to an ape, that's not excusable. That's, that's not defensible. But to cancel the show? Over it, now people are so reflexively, mm-hmm. and again, I'm not disputing Disney's right to cancel the show. I'm not saying that Disney should be forced to keep the show on the air. It, it has every right to do whatever it wants to with its products and everything else. I'm, I'm not disputing that. But that doesn't mean that it's, it's right to do it. Right. Even if they, if they have the right to do it, it doesn't mean that it's the, it was the right decision to make about it. But now... It's so easy. It, 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 now all you do have to do is, is flick your finger and you can topple somebody now. Well, as long as they are on the right or as long as they're conservative or as long as they're Republican because there's no one uh, who is a left-wing Democrat, whether it be on, in media or anywhere else, who is going to ever be held to account. And, and the Samantha B story is a good illustration of that, even though, again, Nobody knows who this woman is. I mean, some people do, but I don't even I, – I, I wouldn't know Samantha B. if she fell out of the sky on my head. I mean, I just – I wouldn't know who that is. But some people do, I guess. But, 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 but the fact of the matter is she can sit there and, and call Ivanka a, the C word and nothing will happen to her. Now, again, I'm not saying she should be fired, but, but I'm talking about the, the outrage, though, over what she said isn't nearly at the level that it would be – if, for instance, somebody called Hillary the C-word. Oh. Or if somebody called Michelle Obama the c Can you imagine somebody calling Michelle Obama the C-word? Queen Obama? I oh. mean, you, 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 it, would, it would be, you'd be the end of your career. You probably would wind up being murdered by somebody. Oh, you'd have to leave the country. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's, but, but that's where we live. Now, again, do I, want, do I think Samantha B should be fired for what she said? No, I really don't. I, I, don't I, I, I don't I don't think she should, should be fired or even suspended or whatever. But the collective outrage that we see with other people, you, you can't deny the comparison and the lack of balance in terms of outrage. I didn't even believe that Kathy Griffin. I thought I thought the 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 punishment of Kathy Griffin for holding the head of Donald Trump, cut off head of Donald Trump was 
was did not fit the crime. I mean, it'd be different if it was, for instance, a member of Congress holding a cutoff head of Donald Trump. Right. But it's this comedian who is not very good at what she does and not very funny anyway and, and pretty obnoxious. But nonetheless, to me, her losing her entire career didn't merit that. It just didn't. But then again, too, if Kathy Griffin had a, a Kathy Griffin live at whatever at, at the Fillmore East and her concert thing, and she had a toe tag mm-hmm. of President Trump at a morgue, the same thing would have happened to her. But with Snoop Dogg, yep. nothing happens to him. You could you could do videos where you're shooting the president in the head, and and nothing happens nope. to you. So the, I think what's what's driving people nuts is that there are there are privileged few in this country who are allowed to pretty much say whatever they want to say, go wherever they want to go in terms of their criticism and language, whatever. But there are other people who similarly are not, or who are, who are not similarly treated. And, and that's really what's driving everybody crazy. And I think people see the hypocrisy. Anybody, those listening right now, know, and, and trust me because I've heard it, the very people that are complaining about the language that these people use, you should hear these people off of a mic in the way that they talk or, or away from the camera in the way that they talk. And everybody knows it. Everybody knows behind the scenes the kind of conversations that these people have, but then when they get out on, on the airwaves, they're outraged. Yeah, and, 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 the, and the problem is the, the mob mentality we have in this, in this country is so disturbing and so scary because because the the mob can coerce even big companies to to take actions uh that will uh, and and it happened here in St. Louis with with me in my opinion and and we'll be able to flesh that out and and believe me that's why for instance I've got I'm going to have three separate I we've got one but there'll be two more lawsuits to to to, to go because I'm I've I've had enough of this crap and I'm going to make these people pay if it's the last thing I do. And I'm doing it not just for me. Right. I'm doing it for the sake of truth and for you. Because Oddly, I'm not putting up with this crap. And I, believe me, I, I have had my fill of these people, and I'm going to make them pay. I'm just telling you, as God is my witness, I'm going to make them pay. And, 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 and it will happen, and I'm not going to let it go. I'm not going to slink off into the into the sunset like these other people do, uh, and and I'm fighting with Radio Free Almond here, but the the background fight is is going to I'm gonna, I'm going to shove a hot poker up their butts if it's the last thing I do. I guarantee you. I'm just telling you. Don't mean all fired up about that, but I'm just telling you. The mob mentality we saw in St. Louis recently. This Roman Catholic priest who was. He was twice accused of misconduct involving children. And he was even charged with statutory sodomy in St. Louis and child endangerment in a Lincoln County case. But both charges were dropped several years ago. So here's a guy that went through the court system, did all this stuff, and and, and a jury even sided with him last year in a civil suit where he sued the family for wrongly accusing him. So 
So he won a civil suit, this priest did, against a family that, that, that the jury decided wrongly accused him of child endangerment. So this case went to court. A jury said, family wrong. You owe this priest money or whatever it was. Exonerated him. And so at that point, this guy's been through the court system. So he's assigned to a, a, a St. Louis parish, St. Gabriel's. He's assigned to this parish, and they decide that they're going to have a big meeting because parents are outraged that he's going to be in the parish. Even though he's done... Even though he has been through the court system, and in fact, to the degree, not only been through the court system, but also won a civil suit against the people who accused him. This guy. But... He was assigned to the parish. The parents or people freaked out over the thing. Even though the guy is on paper as being exonerated of the charges. But based on allegations, that, and again, allegations that had been, have been adjudicated. I mean, this has been already through the court system. It'd be different if the guy was charged with something or, or there, were, there were things alleged and, and, and it was an ongoing case. I could see how people could say, yeah, we don't want him around kids because we don't know what the outcome of this case is and we get, we get it. But this guy has been charged, has been cleared, and on top of that even won a civil suit against somebody who accused him. And yet he still is removed from the assignment to St. Gabriel's Parish by the powers that be. Based on a mob mentality that has declared him guilty even though courts, prosecutors have declared him not guilty. Now again, in the court system, there's no such thing as being innocent. Uh, you're, you're never found innocent. You're usually just found not guilty. But still, it's been through the court system. This guy's already been been through it all. And yet, he still, the church leaders still wind up then, uh, uh, they rescind the assignment to the, to the St. Louis Parish. So this guy, even though he's been through all this right. and won the civil suit, still cannot operate as a priest at, at, a, at a parish because wow. the mob decided he was unfit based on not only uh, just allegations, but even after he's already been cleared. That's the society we live in now. Yeah, I mean, there used to be the saying, well, he'll have his day in court. And that was kind of an indicator, like, he'll get his chance to plead his case. And then how that gets decided is, is the way it'll be. And he was obviously found not guilty. And yet, this stigma because society can do whatever it wants to do. Well, and it depends on where you are. Because believe me, if this were some North St. Louis mm. parish or some other parish that wasn't in St. Louis Hills, uh. it, th this guy would still be there. So some people, when they complain, are heard more loudly than other people are. That's just the reality of it all. And, and, and that's another component of all of this. But you know, if you're Archbishop mm. Carlson, 
or you're the pastor of the church, you tell these people, hey, uh, understand your concerns, but if, if, if you haven't checked already, this guy's been exonerated. He's been, he's been exonerated. And yet they still caved to him. They still caved. And of course, you don't have the news media defending this guy because the news media has already decided that every priest in the Catholic Church is a molester anyway. Absolutely. And a pedophile. That's what, that's what the St. Louis Post-Dispatch believes. So, so there's nobody coming to this guy's defense. Well, I am. Because, because at what point are we as a society going to fight the mob mentality that is just crushing people and taking them out of their jobs and doing whatever? At what point are we finally going to just not put up with this? Especially for Christians and conservatives. Uh, yeah. If you have those two labels and something like that happens in the public sphere, you're screwed. Right. Probably for life. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we're going to take a break because we're going to be back with uh, Jim Talon. He's going to be joining us. Doug Giles on the line uh, as well at about 830 or so. I don't know. Was I being too uh, too harsh about uh, fighting back? Did that sound too harsh to you? No. Did that sound angry? Uh, I'm not angry. Up front. I mean, just real about it. I, no, because I, I think people are tired. You know, what I was going to say when you were talking about that. I don't want to sound angry. No, I, you I, I, I love all people. You don't sound angry. I'm a lover, not a fighter. I know you are. But what I was going to say is you are fighting, and as odd as this sounds, if people will think this is weird, for the Samantha Bees, who you don't agree with her. You don't even really know her, but she said something, and you're saying, why, well, you know? And part of my language, but you know what pisses me off even more, is that I went to bat. I, 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 I was one of the few conservatives that defended Kathy Griffin, right. that defended Snoop Dogg, that defended Bill Maher, that defended Maria mm-hmm. Chappelle and the Dow of all people. That's my point. Even before I was... I was Crap canned. And yet, when it came time for me, mm-hmm. I was crucified. And, and, and there was nobody coming to bat for me, except for you folks. But, but there was nobody who, of any, you know, I can't even get a return call from Senator Blunt for crying out loud. I'll tell you one thing. I'll, I'll tell you another thing, too, folks, because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be honest about this really quickly. And I'm not, again, I'm not angry. <laughs> be clear. I'm not angry at all. <laughs> I, uh, in, in putting together this, um, what am I hearing? Oh. <laughs> hearing something. Our... I don't know. Voices, I don't know. Voices in my head. <laughs> Jamie, shut up. <laughs> Jamie, shut up. It's God I can't again. even help you on that Jamie, one. shut up. <laughs> the Grinch. I know I sound like the Grinch, but <laughs> Jamie, shut your mouth. So I'm putting together this, uh, we're putting together this uh, palooza that we're mm-hmm. doing uh, at, uh, at Discovery Design on Saturday from 12 to 6. Doug Jaws is going to be there. Uh, Billy Bush has provided the beer, and, and we'll have some other stuff for you out there, too. So I, uh, I, I, when I was on the air over at 97.1, uh, there was a, there was a, 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 a bar uh, in Belleville. 
It was a 4024 brewery. You know what I'm talking about? Yep. And they had off-duty beer, uh, which a certain portion was dedicated to first responders. And it was off-duty beer, and, and so I fell in love with it because, because uh, my brother-in-law is a police officer, and I love a lot of, peop- a lot of people who are, who are good friends of mine are in law enforcement, and it was really cool. Uh, and it was for firefighters, first responders, and, you know, I mean, um, and others. So the beer was sold, and a certain portion of the proceeds would go there. So I love these guys. And they have also have other k- kinds of beer there, too. 4024. So I had these guys on the air all the time. Sometimes they'd even call me asking me to be on the air. They, they never, I, they, they bring a six pack or something for me, but they, they never, uh, I never charged them. I, they weren't advertisers or anything else, but, but I gave them sometimes even a half hour of like free advertising whenever they called me, whenever they wanted to call, whenever they wanted to do, whenever they wanted to, to, uh, to be on the air. At 97.1, I had them on the air, giving them time that most people would pay, because I'm a top-rated morning show, most people would pay a mint to have their products pushed by me on the air that way. So I don't know how many times I had these guys on the air, but but every time they asked, I had them on the air. I'd, I'd go to their... Uh, beer tastings and at, at at the Flying Saucer and I do all that kind of stuff right. for them. Constantly promoted them. Then they then they, they they come out with new beer and blah blah blah. Uh, promoted everything that they were doing. I mean, even back in the day, promoted the thing they had with the St. Louis Browns and everything else. Just all the time. I, I got them into uh, bars and liquor stores. I helped. I helped them. I, I would. I I helped them sell their beer because they, they, they were wanting to put it in stores. And so I, I encouraged other stores and other places to have their beer there and sell it. So I can't get the time of day from these guys right now. I, I, wanted, I wanted to, even, even at this event, which is going to be well attended, mm, Oh yeah, and, and, and these guys have no clue, apparently, about the kind of people slamming the Facebook and slamming my, uh, my stream... I can't get these guys to be, to respond to me. I got a couple times they've responded, but they're just blowing me off. To have their beer that they they could they that they if they wanted to they could promote it, do whatever they want to at this event that that most people would pay to to have a booth or do whatever there, and and they won't respond to me. This is a classic case of. People, and you have to watch for this, especially in our circle, conservative, people latch on because they think it's an easy buck. They don't truly believe. They don't actually stand by the values or the morals of what we talk about. They know it's a business opportunity. They attach to it. And then when it's no longer convenient, they split and run. Yeah. Yep. They cut and run. Yep. And, 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 you know, again, I don't mean to sound like I've got sour grapes, this kind of thing, but I'm just telling you guys kind of what it's, what it's like uh, in, in some cases. And, and I also want you to know that uh, you should be very discerning about who you're, yes. who you're dealing with and who you're promoting yourself and, and discerning about your, what you're doing and, and know who supports you and who doesn't. 
Yeah. Who who is a coward and who isn't? And I will tell you, uh, with that said, I want to make sure you all know, and I've said this before and I'll say it again. A lot of people have been asking me, like, where are your advertisers from 97.1 and blah, blah, blah. And, and, and eventually, once we prevail in court over all this kind of thing, they will be with me. But all these people who are out there, I want you to know that they want to be with me, but they can't legally be with me because of certain elements of my contract and because I actually adhere to my contract, unlike my former employers, uh, because I, I have integrity, I'm not going to, I'm going to stick with my contract uh, because I'm suing them for breaching my contract, so I'm not going to breach it myself either. But just so you know that uh, specifically, okay, because, I, because, I, because some people are, are actually thinking they need to punish these people who aren't with me, <laughs> yeah. who formerly were with me. But, the, the, but believe me, the only reason they're not is because they, are, they, they can't be. So, But I want you to know that uh, Proctor Drapery, Michael Proctor, mm-hmm. Matthew Mitchell and the Matthew Mitchell Allstate Agency, Arrowhead Building Supply and, and Rick Pogue, Jeremy North at 360 IRA, um, Ricky Hall over at Complete Nutrition, but, but he's, he's free and clear. But anyway, he's going to be eventually, that's just going to take a meeting. I think I'm missing a, a couple of people. Banner Construction. Naputi. Uh, uh, Eric Naputi. We're finally getting, and we're, we're right now, we're, we're actually, Naputi and I are in court together, basically, <laughs> right now, trying to fight this thing. So, so those people, those specific seven people right there, and I don't know about the other guys because they haven't given me the time of day, but and I, haven't, I haven't called them either because I'm not supposed to. So the people who, are, who I'm naming off have called me. I don't solicit them at all. But those people, I, want you to, I encourage you to continue to support uh, and and continue to make sure that that you know that they are with me, that they have been in contact with me. I haven't been in contact with them. They've been in contact with me, and I just tell them I can't take your money. I can't take your money. They they they're they're clamoring to join the show, but I tell them legally I cannot take your money. You cannot advertise on the show, and I'm going to have to just tell you uh, no. Yeah. And, but but I, I want to make sure you guys know. That, that these are this, true friends. These are these are these are true friends. Uh, I'm yeah. just telling you. I need to, I told Jimmy I'd call him, so I'm not going to take a break here because he's got a meeting yeah. he's got to go to. So um, I'll dial here. him up. Oh, you have his number? No, but I'll, I'll grab oh. it from you. Okay, I'm going to call Jim Talent. Yeah, play some music while I'm doing this. Just, just Careful kinda, on that. Just to kind of <laughs> lighten the load here for you. That got heavy. No, you know, people said. It's just passion, not anger. It's just passion. I'm a lover, not a fighter. Lover. I'm a hugger. I'm a kisser. I'm a smoker. I'm a toker. I'm a midnight joker. Hey, good morning this morning, Jim Talent. Hey, Jamie, how are you? I'm doing fine, thank you. You're a busy man this morning, so I wanted to make sure I got you while the getting is good. I know you don't have a long time because you're going to a meeting. You're in D.C. right now, and uh, I know what's on your mind, the North Korea situation, buddy. Yeah, I'm, um, I'm pleased with what's been happening, and I really think the president has maneuvered quite effectively here. And... Um, 
I, I, I did one column on it a couple of weeks ago. I got another one coming out. Um, and it's, uh, w- what he did was he increased the costs to the Chinese and the North Koreans of the North Korean nuclear program. And, and in terms they would understand. So, uh, this is the reason for his aggressive personal diplomacy. You know, the Japanese rearming, uh, him, he surged aircraft carriers to the Western Pacific, tightened our alliance with the South Koreans. And all these were, are negatives, especially for China. And I think it's the reason that they, the North Koreans decided to come to the table. And then they tested him to see whether he wanted the deal so badly that they could push him around. That was when they started threatening and insulting and all that. And when the president said, well, fine, then we won't have a summit, he turned the tables on him. And now they're the ones who want one. So he's found out what they want and how bad they want it, which is a key to negotiation. So I really like the way he's, uh, he's negotiated so far. And he's given us a chance for an acceptable end game here. Uh, it doesn't mean we'll get it, but we have a chance. I don't think we had six months ago. Yeah, that's so interesting, though. It was so funny how the news media in general and, and even some politicians uh, in general said, oh, President Trump, he's not going to have the stones to face up to this guy, uh, and he's never going to walk away because he wants this win everything else. And there you go. He absolutely did. Yeah, and it's, it, it played into his strengths. I mean, whatever else the president is, and I think he's done very well so far, but he understands negotiations. And one of the keys, in the, if you've ever done it in any context, Jamie, is that if, if you want a deal more than they want a deal and they know it, they will push you up against the wall. And so you don't ever send that signal. And so when they, you know, when they threatened uh, the summit, you know, the first thing they did was to come out with a charm offensive, right? And they gave us back the three Americans, et cetera. And then they turned on a dime uh, and started getting really insulting. And and that was all a test. And, for example, when they gave the Americans back, which was great, they were hopeful the president would make substantive concessions before he even got to the table. And he didn't. He just says, oh, this is very good. Look, uh, there can be some outcomes for this that are good for you. Um, he didn't snub them because that would have that would have been a problem for the South Koreans. See? And he has to keep the allies with us. But he didn't grant any concessions either. And then they turned around and, uh, and signaled that they were going to cancel the summit. He said, okay, fine. We'll go back to the policy that we were pursuing, which is the reason you came to the table in the first place. So, again... This has been effective tactical maneuvering. Now, the problem, Jamie, we can get into this if you want, is this is a very difficult issue. And whether we're going to be able to reach an agreement is another thing. But at least we've got a chance now. So the whole denuclearization thing, uh, is it essentially a pipe dream? Because, I mean, I know that there there is a concern about that and whether or not that's actually ever going to really happen. But let's put it this way, that clearly seems to be asking for the moon, but isn't that what you do, is you, is you, you do ask for the moon in situations like this, and even if you yes. get 70 or 60% of it, you're still ahead of the game. That's another important negotiating tactic, is you do not go in with your bottom line. In fact, you hide what your bottom line is, right? You don't let them know 
What's the minimum you're willing to settle for? Now, let me contrast this. I should have done this at the beginning with what happened with the Clinton and Bush administrations, where they made a bunch of threats. And then when it got right up to it, they made a deal with the North Koreans where we gave them a bunch of aid uh, and help supposedly for a peaceful nuclear program in return for their promise not to build nuclear weapons. Well, of course, they took the aid and went ahead and built the weapons, right? So Trump is doing the opposite. Now, whether we can get it or not depends, I think, in part on how you define denuclearization. And this is a real difficulty because the Chinese, for example, say they want denuclearization, but they may not mean the same thing we mean. I suspect that the president will settle for less than a total breakdown of his nuclear infrastructure. Uh, I think he may settle for, um, for putting it on a real leash. In other words, cutting it back, having very strong verification, et cetera. Now, it's just, that's, this is just Jim Talent. I don't have any inside information on this. And, uh, but that's one of the things we have to decide is what is, what is it that we really want out of this? Um, and of course, I'm sure that they, there's no question that they're making that decision now, but they're also not going to tell the whole world about it. Right. Because yeah. otherwise you also tell your adversaries. So, uh, so far Pompeo is taking a very strong line, which is absolutely the right thing to do. And one thing I do know is that we're not going to give them anything real, unless and until they perform in the manner that we require. Uh, Trump is not going to make that mistake. I mean, I'm going to be shocked if he does. Yeah, because and, and it's curious. As to, I'm trying to figure out what Kim Jong-un is afraid of. Like, for instance, before with Obama, with Clinton, with Bush, everybody else, this guy, he wouldn't listen to anybody. So what do you think that he actually... Does, was, does he actually think that Trump would would nuke him? I mean, I'm, I'm just trying to get get to what what is the difference here in your in your estimation? I think it's I think it's a couple things. I think he is he is worried. Kim is worried that Trump may do something militarily, and even though that would be very difficult operation, and with a lot of risks, what he has revealed in this is that he's more afraid of it than the administration is, than our administration is, because he probably would not survive uh, such a conflict, okay? His, his regime is close to collapse anyway, okay? So I think that's part of it. I think the other part of it is that he lives or dies based on what the Chinese do. I mean, in, in every sense of the term. They can, they can cut off his energy. Uh, I think they could take him out if they wanted to. And as I said, what Trump has done by strengthening the alliances, strengthening our military presence, beginning to rebuild our military, uh, supporting the Japanese in their rearmament, these are all strategic losses for the Chinese. So put yourself in Xi Jinping's place. So he's got this, he's got this, this mentor, this protege, pardon me, his protege, who's got this little nuclear arsenal that does nothing for China and is provoking everybody in the region. And as a result... Uh, China is suffering strategic setbacks. They don't, they don't want a strong American-Japanese alliance. They don't want South Korea close to the United States. They don't want these countries uh, rebuilding their armed forces. They don't want missile defense in the region. And all of this is happening because of Kim Jong-un and his stupid provocations. And I think Xi Jinping just told him, look, the juice isn't worth the squeeze with you anymore. You're going to have to fix this 
or, or we'll fix it. Mm. And that was a message that Kim had to hear. Okay. Um, you know, he met with him. Z met with him for the first time in six years. They have a very poor personal relationship. They have no relationship earlier this spring. And I think that's the message the Chinese delivered. So, Again, this is an understanding of good negotiation tactics in the broader strategic context. I wrote about this. Um, it's, I, I'm oversimplifying it a, a little or maybe a lot, but I think that's basically the reason why we, we're making this progress. When Kind of need to actually have a foreign policy for once, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. So when, when Ping talks to Kim Jong-un, does he talk to him in Chinese? I, mean, I'm, I'm, I know it's a dumb question, but like, do the Kore- is there a, a dumb question? Is there any similarity it's, between the Korean language and the Chinese language? Well, I, I think there are similarities. I don't know whether uh, whether the two whether Kim speaks Chinese or Xi uh, speaks uh, Korean. I, I honestly don't know. It's a good question. I could find that out uh, pretty easily. Uh, it, maybe they have to use interpreters, but the message comes through. I mean, it's it's pretty clear. Um, and they just, you know, when Kim took over in, from his father in 2013, one of the first things he did was kill his uncle, who happened to be Beijing's man in Pyongyang. Okay. So what was the message he was sending there? Wow. And he's done, he's, he's conducted a number of these tests against the express wishes of the Chinese. And in one case, without even telling them he was going to do it. So here you're the Chinese, you view yourself as the middle kingdom, you want to be the dominant power in Asia, and this is the one country, you know, that you support that's supposed to be kind of your vassal, right? This isn't how the Chinese expect vassals to act. And they've been sending a lot of signals for a long time that they're reevaluating their relationship with North Korea. Well, I think the Trump administration saw all that and decided to drive that wedge deeper, to push on that weak point. And... Um, I think it worked. So now, again, there's a long way to go. The Chinese don't want us to have a victory. Uh, they don't, you know, they don't particularly care whether he has a nuclear arsenal as long as he doesn't destabilize the region with it. So they have somewhat different ultimate ends than we do. Um, but um, this is going to be very interesting to see how this plays out. If I were Ping, I'd, I'd mess with Un and talk to him in Spanish. <laughs> Really throw him through a loop. Yeah. Just, just throw him off completely. By the way, so do you have any insight then in the aftermath of all this? Now that we've now that some time has passed, I know you got to get going here because you got a meeting. But uh, yeah. why why exactly Rex Tillerson left? Because Pompeo's doing a great job, but why why did Rex Tillerson leave? To your knowledge, you know. Well, let me say I I, I have a. Uh... I would take longer, but I'm supposed to speak at AEI to a group of young people they're bringing in. And, and so, you yeah. know, I, I can't be late to that. Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, I had a friend, a guy I respect, who's a veteran in the Foreign Service, about to say this to me about Tillerson. He said, look, he said, you can either run a chaotic, shambolic State Department, or you can consistently oppose the president on his foreign policy initiatives, but you can't do both. Mm. Yeah. In other words, if, if, if the state department is perceived, and this is based on reality as, as kind of a disaster, just in terms of how it's operating. And on top of that, you're consistently trying to frustrate the president at a certain point, the president says, you know, this isn't worth it. 
And so nobody was surprised. Um, the rumors have been very strong for six months that he was going and that Pompeo was going to replace him. I think it was the key personnel change the president had to make. If I was going to criticize, I'd say maybe he should have done it sooner. But I, I just think Pompeo is going to do a great job. And that was a huge, huge plus. That was yeah. like the that was like, and this shows my, this dates me, but that was like the, uh, the, the Lou Brock for, for Ernie Broglio <laughs> trade for the Cardinals in 1964. <laughs> I think it was Great Broglio, analogy. maybe I'm wrong, but no, it was. we traded him for. Yeah. Yeah. Great analogy, buddy. So, okay, well, then uh, we'll have a great rest of your weekend and enjoy the, the Kittles talking to him and, and uh, appreciate you taking the time out uh, to talk to us, buddy. Glad to do it. Let's do it when I have more time. No doubt. Okay. See you, Jimmy Talent. You know, uh, speaking of the foreign language thing, I remember going down to uh, to Graceland for the first time, and I don't know why I had it in me. Because when you go down there, they have you can have a you can have an audio tour. Okay. And you can have an audio tour in all different languages. And I was begging them to give me. I I wanted so badly the cassette tape. <laughs> of the Chinese audio tour of Graceland. <laughs> you would understand none of it. I... But I just wanted to say I had it. <laughs> oh, yeah, you know, I have a... I, I don't know why, and nobody would care. Maybe some people would. But they wouldn't be like, Jamie, you have the... Sorry. You have the Chinese audio version of the, of, of the Graceland tour? It's amazing. But nobody would I say that. I bet you could get it on eBay. Dude, they will not let go of those cassette tapes. <laughs> I tried very, very hard to get, you know, what just a foreign language tour of the, of the thing. I, no way. Won't happen. All right, people, we'll take a break. Uh, our buddy Nine Killer is in the house. So Phil Valencia is going to be with us. He's going to be spinning the records at the Palooza, by the way. And then uh, a little later on, about 830, we're going to have Doug Giles on with us, too. So. Yeah, I want you to like this, too. My hobby is photography, and tonight I'm going to show you some of the pictures I've taken. This first one was taken in Jamaica during a recent vacation. It's a kind of a different look at one of the biggest motion picture and music stars in the world. He is also my guest tonight, Chris Christopherson. Thank you, John. Thank you. I didn't know you took such good pictures. Oh, well, sometimes. You know, Chris and his wife, Rita Coolidge, were two of the people we came to California to, just to be with. But when we got here, Chris was in Natchez, Mississippi, making a movie. And, Chris, I really want to thank you for flying in just for do, to do this show. I really appreciate it very much. I'm honored. I get to play with Tennessee 3 plus 4 here. <laughs> <laughs> hey, let's do, let's do a song. Here's a song that Chris wrote, what, 10 years ago? And I sang it, and I loved it, and I've been singing it so long, I've kind of claimed it all for my own, but I would really be honored if you'd sing it with me. You mind? Well, up to now, that was the proudest moment of my life. This might be the proudest. Well, I woke up Sunday morning With no way to hold my head That didn't hurt and the beer I had for breakfast wasn't bad, so I had one more for dessert. Then I fumbled in my closet 
Threw my clothes and found my cleanest dirty shirt Then I washed my face and combed my hair Stumbled down the stairs to meet the day I took my brain the night before I owned cigarettes and songs that I'd been picking But I lit my first and watched a small kid Cussing at a can that he was kicking smell of someone frying chicken Lord, it took me back to something that I lost somehow somewhere along the way On the Sunday morning sidewalk Wishing more that I was stoned Lost something about a Sunday that makes the body feel alone and there's nothing short of dying half as lonesome as the sound of a sleeping city sidewalk Sunday morning Man, I got to tell you, Johnny Cash's voice in that was just amazing. And what's interesting, when he talked about the uh, taking that picture of Chris Christopherson in Jamaica. So Johnny Cash had a house down in Jamaica. And uh, he br- bring his whole family down there. And, and actually, he would sing with some of the Jamaicans. But he had a house in, uh, I, I guess it was... Uh, um, not in Kingston, but it was outside of Jamaica. I don't know. I can't remember where it was. Uh, is there a Key Biscayne? There's Key Biscayne, Florida. I, it was somewhere in Jamaica. So anyway, he had a house down there. So he was making reference to take, and, and Christopherson and his girl would come down there and they'd all hang out together. And uh, so one time, it was 1972, and my dad, I don't know why he did this, but my dad took me and my two brothers to Jamaica. And so... We flew down there, and I'm, I go to use the bat. People, some people who've listened to this the show before have heard this story before, so forgive me if you, you've heard it before. But so I'm I'm down. I'm going to the bathroom on the plane. I'm walking back to use the bathroom on the plane. This All is right. like a seven twenty seven or whatever it is. Yeah. So uh, I can't remember where I where I, where I, whether I walked to the front, and I'm pretty sure I walked to the front of the plane because that was back when they had first class. But anyway, I used the bathroom. I had to use the bathroom. <laughs> So I uh, use the bathroom. I walk out of the bathroom, and of course, by that time I'm 72, so I'm I'm uh, nine years old. And by that time, I'm very familiar with Johnny Cash's music because uh, my dad played him all the time, and so I was very familiar with uh, Johnny Cash and Buck Owens and all those guys. So I walk. I'm walking past the uh, after use the bathroom. I walk past. Uh, the seats and and there's Johnny Cash and June Carter Cash on the airplane. Amazing. And I walk back to my dad. I'm like, Dad, Johnny Cash is on our airplane on our plane. 
And so I, I, I wanted to get his autograph. He was, and he was the nicest guy. I mean, it was, I was bothering him. I was like, I'm nine years old. And so what I did was I got a, um, I went back to the bathroom, got a, because apparently no one had a friggin' piece of paper on the plane. So I got a, a soap. I took the, the wrapper off the soap, and Johnny Cash signed the wrapper of my soap of the of the airplane soap. You still have it? No. What? No. No. I don't know where it is. I think my mom threw it away. What? Forever it was sitting oh. on the. It, forever it was sitting on the. My my parents' dresser. But I'll never forget that. And so we get off the plane, and there's Johnny Cash with his entire brood. He had like ten kids, it seemed. And Man. and, and at, the, at the airport in Jamaica, and there he was. But yeah, that's my Johnny Cash story. My I'm brush with fame. That's an amazing. Story. It is. I had never heard that before, Jay. Oh, you haven't? No. no I Hi, Phil Valencia. How you doing, How you, buddy? I'm, I'm doing. I'm, I'm doing good. How are you? I'm fine. Why? Why? We, you're kind of. You're not really very confident. Uh, in, I'm in pensive right doing, now. I'm pensive. But, pe- what uh, are you pensive about, to Phil? Nine killer. But that's your earliest celebrity story of your life that you ever met. Yeah. That Johnny Cash story. I got to tell you my Tony Randall sometime. Tony Randall. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, but, do tell the Tony but, Randall story because keep in mind now, uh, Tony Randall and the Odd Couple. You ever seen the Odd Couple? Yeah. Okay. Are that were those guys gay? Uh, pretty much not. No. Okay. I was in hindsight. I'm wondering, were they was was Jack Klugman? Were they a gay mm. couple? No. No, the remake, maybe. I don't know. Okay. If they ever made it? I don't know. Yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, uh, I was at the Music Man at the Muni with my mom. I was pretty young. And yeah. Tony Randall was doing that, and uh, I got separated from my mom for some reason and had to walk to try to find her, and I ended up somehow where the gate opened up for the celebrities and the stars of the show to come through in their cars. Tony, yeah. Tony Randall uh, missed running over my foot by about <laughs> that much. He must have been running late. And, well, my mom saw that happen and, uh, and got mad at the person in the car. <laughs> it was Tony Randall. And so that was my first celebrity. So uh, that's uh, – I just – Ma'am, I'm so sorry. I almost uh, ran over your son's exactly, foot. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and then we watched the play, which was awesome. The Music Man's a great, uh, great bit. Yep. It's yep. a it's a great show, the music band. Mm-hmm. Robert Preston, yeah. probably you know of, of all people, but yeah, the music band's good. Yeah. So, buddy, you're going to be spinning the music for us uh, at the big event on Saturday, right? That's right. I'm not a DJ, but uh, I took a poll, uh, and uh, we barely missed out on all share. <laughs> <laughs> so that's. Only mm-hmm. early 90s share. My drummer kind of tried to undo me there with a little funnery, but I uh, <laughs> ended up with, with rock and music. Seems to be your fan base doesn't want to dance, uh, and they uh, they want to rock. So that's Oh, so, they, so you're doing like old school stuff. You're yeah. like doing what? It's like Bob Seger and stuff like that? <sighs> wow. No, hang on. <laughs> I wish. Let's, can we can we roll back? No, yeah, no. yeah, yeah. Uh, no, um, I have, when, when Napster came online back in the day, I... Um, yeah, whatever happened to Napster, by the oh, way? Oh, they uh, you know, morphed into all of the other services. They're basically the, the inception of that whole file-sharing uh, yeah, stuff. Yeah, didn't, didn't people go to prison or something for, for, uh, <laughs> for, 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 for Napster? Probably should have, but I think, <laughs> I think they just got rich like the, uh, 
like the guy from uh, you know Teens Gone Wild or whatever that college girls that same thing where they you know yeah ended up rich <laughs> got got smeared for a while but uh, but I I went ahead and and and, and you know stole about you know eleven hundred songs myself <laughs> and that Napster. that folder has become legendary in my family and it's got all the greatest songs that I I like and so I'm gonna probably draw mostly from that but we got a lot of time to fill there so I don't know I may have to put the uh, well you don't have to you don't and it got a Davida mix going for <laughs> some twenty five well, minutes. Here's <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, like they did over at Casey where they wanted to go out and smoke a bone. They just uh, exactly put on, <laughs> yeah, they put on knights in white satin, right, <laughs> right, right, or or uh, two hangmen. Our small ah. brothers, though, what is it? The, okay. the, yeah, there's the you know, um, didn't even know that was a long song. Did you did, what? Two hangmen? Yeah. Oh, dude. Oh, it's really St. Louis. St. Louis is the only uh, place. Where, uh, where two Mason Prophet gets mm-hmm. any kind of airtime? Mm. I'm not kidding. That's a fact. <laughs> it is a fact. That's just a fact. Here, let uh, me see. Let me let me let me let me, let me uh, play it for you. Be- meanwhile, by the way, you know um, Phil and Nine Killer. They he has a band. Uh, yeah, he does. But you guys wouldn't you? But you're not you're not going to dare bring the band out there, are you? Well, a couple of the guys aren't even. Local, so uh, they're just in Nashville. So we'd we'd have to bring some people up. And Where, could I find you on um... iTunes? Oh, this is a actually. It's the karaoke version. Want to go ahead and this is a, this is a five minute song. That's enough time to smoke a cig mm-hmm. or whatever it is you're smoking over there. Yeah, it's like a cigar. Yeah. So you just put this record on, and uh, but I, I I'm telling you. Oh, good tune, though, man. My eyes are getting red just listening to it. St. Louis is the, I'm telling you, the, the case she played Mason Prophet and Two Hangmen, but I guarantee you it was probably one of the only cities where this song ever was played. And for whatever reason, the St. Louis rock and roll crowd, like, dug this song. That's funny. Yeah. There were a couple songs like that. Uh, Moxie's big song, Sail On, Sail Away. That was a big song oh, yeah. here in St. Louis. I don't think a lot right. of people heard that outside St. Louis. KC was just awesome. At one point. Can I find your band on YouTube? Uh, not YouTube. Where can I find it? Well, with iTunes and all that stuff. You'd have, to, you'd have to buy it, man. I will. I'll buy it right now. No, it's okay. Don't I want to hear, hear you. I want to hear you. I want to hear you. I could have just emailed you the song. Man. <laughs> Oh, he wants to support you. Uh, you probably want to play for Mama K because if she's out there, she's going to get mad if you don't play. The, if you, there's Spiral? two, to, there's two. To, no, that's not the one. Oh, this that's, one? that's the better one, but she would like the other one probably. So. Oh, okay. Well, that's the one I was buying, and then you took oh, you sorry. took me off of it. Sorry. Hang on, dude. Here, hold on a second here. So, did you see Mitt Romney said that he uh, voted uh, for his wife? I didn't know that till a week till, till I heard you say that and. Um, for some reason, I just wanted to go home and eat some soup or something. I don't. Made me kind of uh, sad for him. Here, this is this is. Um, that's the. It's uh, pretty good, man. Now, are you lead vocals? Yeah. That's why you have that smooth voice. Ladies love it. <laughs> it's a damn good song, dude. I'm gonna buy it. Well, I, I bought the other one. It's pretty good. <laughs> other one's a little more rocking, but 
Now, will you submit a report to Facebook for play? Yeah, I'm shutting, you, shutting your ass down as soon as I get out of here. Just, just for clear. So there will be justice. This is a good song. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. It's about dancing. It's about uh, getting out and shaking your butt. But apparently that's not going to happen at the Palooza. People don't want to dance. Oh, don't discount that. After maybe some of that. I was going to say, Crafting's going to be <laughs> supplying. <laughs> well, Beardly Man's going to bring some whiskey. No, see, don't count that out yet. I'm not kidding you. That's good, man. And then the album, there's an album called, it's called Spiral, right? No, those are both just the two singles that we just put out. So, but, so we're just. Two songs strong right now, man. You know who that sounds like? Let me, let me see. You know, it's, um, um, you got the music in me. It sounds a little like uh, Todd Rundgren, you do. Wow. Uh, you do. You do me too much honor. Let's see. This is a song called Spiral, everybody here at Radio Free Almond. High of 68 today in the Windy City. <laughs> 68. People are going to go out in, like, windbreakers and have heat strokes. I was trying to hit the post. I just have never heard the song before. Here. I'll hit the post here. Hold on a second. People are asking where to buy that. It's iTunes. Uh, Target. No. Uh, yeah. iTunes and, and uh, whatever. What's it called? Uh, what's the other one? Spotify? Yeah. Oh, it's on Google Play or Google Drive. Or... It's distributed by a company in Sweden. Oh. You yeah, don't do like, your own dis- distribution? Uh, uh, we, we put it in the hands of these guys because they, they're going to they're gonna work with us on some stuff. Um, real good company in Sweden. Okay. Hey, man, what's going on? You guys shut up because I'm going to hit the post. Oh, sorry. Here, okay? Sorry. Listen. Okay, I'm going to hit the post. Watch this. They call it hitting the post, everybody. Okay? I'm unfamiliar with you want, this You know what hitting the post is? No. Okay, I'll, I'll show you what hitting the okay. post is, Okay. Listen to Rating Free Almond. Good morning, everybody. High of 75 degrees today. Beautiful sunny day. Don't forget, on the 8th and 9th, it's the Warrior and the Wild Man, Radio Free Almond Palooza, coming to the MAC West on Friday, and on Saturday at Discovery. Darn it. Hang on. You're listening to Radio Free Almond. Good morning. Happy Friday, everybody. Higher 75 degrees. Don't forget, we've got the Radio Free Almond Warrior and Wild Man Palooza coming to Discovery Design and also the MAC West with a book signing with the great Doug Giles. You hit the post. It's called Hit the Post. Why do they call it Hit the Post? Because you, you you talk through the beginning of the music and then the lyrics start, it's kind of annoying because it's like one of the most annoying things in radio. Because because for whatever reason, DJs felt compelled to talk throughout the, the beginning of the song up until the the song the actual singing starts. Oftentimes, the best part of the song. Yeah, and, and, and so and so DJs were so self self obsessed that they would even brag about talking over the music up until the lyrics, mm. and they call that hitting the post. You see how I hit the post there? <laughs> I'm a fantastic DJ. I just hit the post. 
I mean, it's like, no, you talked over the, the beginning of the song. Well, I just, I just lost a channel there. Did you? It's coming in good for me. Is it? Oh, yeah. On both channels? Oh, yeah. Yeah, for whatever reason, I lost. You hit the post too hard. I guess so. I don't know what I did, but I'm going to have to bring Matt out here. It's a good song, dude. Huh? Oh, there. No, oh, no, yeah. it did. It's a, it's there a, it's, no, no, no. You do that again. <laughs> you just, you're going to have to stand there. Wiggle. The whole show, Matt. Wiggle that one more time for me. Yeah, that's good. That's good. There it is. It's a chord. It's always a chord. Good morning, everybody. See, I like that. You want to hit the post again? Let's see. Here comes the cool part. You're about to kill it. Here, let me turn it up then. Right here. It's just a prank. That was it. It was just my my break. Where, where are all your other songs? I have a bunch of them, man. I have a bunch of them. Um, but they're just not online right now because we're kind of piecing this out one at a time here and trying to control a little bit. Wow. Speaking of weed. Oh. <laughs> more drivers are killed under the influence of drugs than alcohol. Now, when we talk about like legalizing marijuana and all that kind of stuff, the, the drill is somehow that, well, you know, why not? Because, you know, uh, you never heard of anybody dying driving high. Right. Really, but, and you really, you actually don't, right? No. So 22.3% of fatally injured motorists were tested for drugs. Who were tested for drugs? Tested positive for marijuana in 2016. Hmm. A figure that some say has increased substantially in recent years as states have legalized the drug. The finding in a study released by the Governor's Highway Safety Association. That kind of sounds suspicious, but. That is kind of weird. It's the Governor's Highway Safety Commission. What? Association. (laughs) Uh, One of several regarding the growing prevalence of drugs and vehicle fatalities. The report also found that 44% of drivers killed in auto accidents in 2016 who were tested for drugs tested positive for one or more substances, a number that was up 28% from 10 years prior. The report was intended to draw attention to the need to incorporate a drug message into programs that encourage motorists not to drive while impaired. It noted that marijuana was the most commonly found drug, and they're saying that because marijuana use has become more normalized, that's why you're seeing more of this over the past 10 years. And he's saying that the decline in alcohol-related deaths is because of the big push against driving while, uh, driving while drunk. So they're, they're warning people not to drive while drunk, and so that message is sinking in, and now apparently... They think that the same message ought to be delivered for people uh, who might be driving while high, smoking weed. 
And the, now, did they ever discuss in there if there was other drugs that's, other than marijuana in the system? Well, they said that there, there was actually some people were tested for one or more substances. Right. So that would mean that some people might be smoking weed and doing Xanax at the same time or right. smoking weed and doing some other antidepressant or whatever. But either way, they're, they're trying to say now they need, we need more uh, PSAs that warn against the dangers of, uh, of driving while, um, while high. Hmm. Also, by the way, speaking of uh, demises, so Sears used to work there, right? Yep. Sears has closed 72 more stores because of uh, plunging sales. Now, I didn't really even know Sears had 72 stores. You know what I mean? Because, no. because well, but no, because... Right now, everything is done through Home Depot or through, you know, Menards or whatever the case may be. And I'm surprised Sears lasted this long. I actually am, too, surprised they lasted that long. One of the things that helped Sears out so much, though, was the demographics that Sears attracted. And everybody of that demographic had a Sears card. I mean, do you, did your parents have a Sears I mean, my parents always had a Sears card. Because that's where you got your appliances from. Well, I yeah, I mean, I I, I bought, I, I purchased, you know, dishwashers yeah. and stuff from Sears because you know they they always have the you know they'd have the, they'd have the uh, maintenance plan oh, and yeah. all that kind of stuff and and the Craftsman tools were pretty darn good tools. Lifetime warranty. That's all my dad ever had, and that's because yep. it was the lifetime thing, right? Mm-hmm. That's yeah, all he ever had is Craftsman, so that's all I ever saw. Well, and 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 I and so with the with the onslaught. Of all of, for instance, the, the, the foreign tools and all that kind of thing. You go to Home Depot, oh, there are entire sections of all uh, uh, of the foreign tools. And so I'm surprised that Sears was lasting as long as it did. But they, that, I think they were kind of riding on that, uh, that legendary status. Yes. So, like, for instance, like, Phil, or you guys, if your dad had the Craftsman tools, yep. you'd go out there and buy a Craftsman Absolutely. tool yourself. Yep. Like, my dad had a Toro lawnmower. Mm-hmm. And lo and behold, that's the that's the thing I thought of. I didn't think of it first. It was, it, it was I thought of it second after I bought a ninety nine dollar lawnmower, and it <laughs> crapped out on me after about six months. <laughs> so then I went out and spent the big bucks on the Toro, and that thing is a beast. I agree with you. I'm surprised it lasts as long as it did. Uh, nobody goes there. Any, I mean, it, their entire they had an entire clothing department on. You know, I worked at the one in Crestwood Mall that they yeah, tore down. Yeah, right. I was a manager there. And, uh, I mean, the, the place was iconic, uh, but nobody shopped there. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well now they're doing it online. So Sears, I mean, that's the thing. If I'm Sears, I'm still selling my stuff online. Well, and then Kmart, the, the Kmart merger with Sears was just a horrible deal. Uh, you know, they were a dying company grasping at any straw possible to stay alive and relevant. It's amazing to me sometimes how. Some of these places allow themselves to to go by the wayside. I mean, I, you know, like like Sears, for instance. They're, 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 Sears has no business going under. No, if you can't adapt and, and didn't see the writing on the wall, why you wouldn't then decide you're going to do what Home Depot did or that kind of thing? But but, yeah. you know, but, but keep in mind too, HQ tried to do this and then they they close down. Yep. So it's not it's not like it's easy to survive in the business, but it's the way it is. 
And Sears is always an end store at the malls. It's one of the big stores at the mall. So the malls started suffering. I think Sears started suffering too. But I use screwdrivers and things like that all the time. And I will say Craftsman is the finest screwdrivers that I've ever used. There's no doubt about that. Make I would never. <laughs> I got. I've, I've got a Makita drill though that I really like. Wow, it's a damn good drill. Yeah, Makitas those are, are good. Those are expensive. <laughs> yeah, they are. But but but. Same yeah. thing happened to Toys R Us. Yeah. Look at Toys R Us. Yeah, yeah. Adapt or die. You got yeah. Amazon just destroying them. Yeah. I mean, it, they couldn't survive. Right, right. And instead of improving their online distribution, they banked it all still on their stores. Yeah. Well, they assume that some people still like to like go to the stores, Very and few. you know, yeah, and and that that wasn't gonna that wasn't gonna happen. But you know, but people still like going to, for instance, to Walmart. And and, I, and it always surprises me how many people go to the malls. You go to the Galleria. I know. And, and the, I mean, you go to the Galleria. It's a, it's a Tuesday afternoon at 2 o'clock in the afternoon. You can't find a parking space. It's true. Mm-hmm. I try to figure out, like, what is it about the mall that, I mean, I hate going to the mall. I hate it. I was just there. I mean, it's, it's a nightmare. It's terrible. <laughs> it is. I like the Cheesecake Factory. <laughs> <laughs> right, but, but, but you're going there maybe to eat. And, yeah. uh, although or you're waiting maybe t- not. Well, well, yeah. Yeah, you're waiting two hours. There's no food worth waiting two hours for, in my no. opinion. Not, a, not one. You couldn't make something that I would ingest that I'm waiting two hours to eat. There's no. just, it's just not going to happen. <laughs> right? Am I right or am I that wrong? That Godiva Cheesecake is fire. Mm. Dude, but you're not going to wait two hours no. to eat Godiva cheesecake. Spaghetti Factory, 1981. I think we waited two hours to get in one time with right. my parents. Really? That's that probably the only thing I could. I mean, waiting two hours to at eat. the Spaghetti Factory, right. no less. That Spumoni ice cream was. Oh yeah, you, we should have worked at Telena's. You could have just taken a spoon with me down to the down to the down to the uh, freezer, and we could we could have eaten it all together. So yeah, um, so the the mall. I went there for you know obviously Aiden's new phone with the AT and T store at the mall. But other than that, I, w- I just even walking through it, and 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 I will tell you that whoever is in the mall, many people in the mall, seemingly have unlimited time. Like every time <laughs> I go to the mall, I'm in a hurry. I got to get something, whatever, and I get behind these people. It's like they have nothing to do. I'm like, why aren't you walking? I know what you mean, too. What are they doing? <laughs> you want to ask them, like, what is it in life that you do that you have nothing to rush to right now? <laughs> <laughs> it just drives me crazy. I mean, it's, it's like, you know, my daddy said, you know, walk with a purpose. Yes. But, but, but not, only the, not only are they walking through the mall, they're, they're apparently their mouth is glued to a 32 ounce cup of whatever the hell it is they're drinking. And they're just like, yeah, sucking on that straw, yeah. walking around like, are you shopping? Like, if ne- they never have any bags. Any Ian's pretzels, though. They're eating a pretzel. Yeah. I, I like the guys who, yeah, the pre- <laughs> those pretzels are darn good. Oh, yeah. man, I gotta tell you, those are good. Are those bad for you? you oh, think? yeah. No. Is there is there no. any bu- is there I, any butter on the Annie Ann's pretzels? They're good for you. <laughs> like Four thousand milligrams of salt. <laughs> they are good though, man. Especially those little cup, the cups of the little small bites oh, on yeah. there. You dip them. Oh, whew. yeah. See now they would be good 
if Annie Ann's, like, you only get them at the mall. It used to be, remember Orange Julius? Oh, yeah. Okay, so you'd only get that at the mall. Mm-hmm. How Annie Ann's has not figured out that maybe they could just simply put out, like, like a separate store. Yeah. And you and Ryan could go there and sit and not buy <laughs> a thing. That's <laughs> They kick me out. <laughs> I have a feeling. Yeah. Any answer would be like, right. you, out. Yeah, right. So, <laughs> we, is any news about any... Can I get the Wi-Fi password here, please? <laughs> uh, yeah. It's get out. Yeah. Right. yeah. So, President Trump today may actually go ahead and announce that he's going to uh, pardon Martha Stewart and Rod Blagojevist. <laughs> That's shocking. Well... Here's the thing. People are mocking him for for doing this. First of all, uh, Dinesh D'Souza, this is a railroad job. Right. So he he deserved to be to be pardoned. Martha Stewart, as as insufferable as she is, with with uh, was it what she does that show with Snoop, which is one of the most which oh, is the yeah. worst. I mean that that show is really awful. It's bad. But Martha Stewart, as insufferable as she is, she was totally railroaded. And didn't and, 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 and didn't belong in, in federal prison. And it was only because she basically tripped up and said one thing to one agent and another thing to another or changed her story or whatever, and suddenly you're lying to an FBI agent and suddenly you're in, in prison. Mm-hmm. Which was your point with Greitens. Exactly. What you said how yes. fast that can happen. Absolutely. It happened to Jeff Smith, uh, State Senator Jeff Smith, same thing. You know, you, you you have inconsistent statements. That's lying to a federal agent, and you're in prison. And Blagojevich, I believe, was also railroaded. Really? Absolutely. And this was all because you know, this was a whole Obama thing. This was this. Remember when when Obama's seat was left open, Blagojevich wasn't doing anything that other people haven't done before, and that is try to get somebody who he liked in that seat. That's 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 how it kind of that's how it kind of worked. Now, the pay for play thing yeah. is is a little different, but but there that that happens in all kinds of different incarnations. And and if anything, I think Blagojevich was the the punishment didn't fit the crime. It was extreme. Yes, it was yeah. it was like way extreme. I agree. So, I think I think he I I would agree with that one too. He's recorded though. They, they were the evidence against him in that case was much. Yeah, stronger he's got some than, tape. Yeah, than, than like Martha tape. Stewart's things. I don't think were there. Were, the evidence against her was a little more, you know, in, on paper and things like that, wasn't it? I, I don't know much about the Blagojevich case, but it is, here's a dumb question: Is he still in? Prison? Yeah, yeah. That's. I mean, that, the, that's wrong. That's the thing. I mean, he's mm-hmm. serving more time than than mm-hmm. you know a lot of people. Murderers do. get. Yeah, yeah. For, for, that's yeah. Yeah. I mean, so he, I didn't support that. He missed his kids' childhood and all this yeah, stuff. He had he like kids and stuff. That was what sad. I saw that last footage when he was just getting. He was going to turn himself in that one morning. He came down the steps out of his house, and his kids were there, and it was it's kind of sad. So they're. I didn't know he was still in prison. Well, the only good thing about him going to prison is I think it got him away from that crazy wife of his for a little while, though. I mean, if you, yes. you talk about recordings, did you hear her on, yeah. on the tapes? Man, that was rough. I mean, I think there, were, there was a little bit of Rod Blagojevich. You, when he, when he want, want, first time he went in prison, he goes, wow. Yeah. <sighs> right. Don't my, talk to her for a who's while. Who's my celly? <laughs> oh, Cool. Thank you so right. much. <laughs> she was insufferable. I don't know where she is now, but she was like a piece of work. Yeah. Yeah. 
she was a piece of work. So anyway, we're waiting for that to happen. Dinesh D'Souza, that whole thing was really just in the end. I, I finally had to, I, I finally, I, I had to unfriend somebody on Facebook because I was scrolling through the Facebook feed while I was waiting to at the, at the bank because uh, this was taking forever. And uh, some guy was on there talk, calling Trump a racist. And, and believe me, uh, and, and Dinesh D'Souza as some kind of racist or whatever it was. And so uh, I just automatically unfriended this dude because I'm, I'm just not going to put up with the whole calling people racist, whatever. So I just basically just dumped him, you know, yeah. got rid of him yeah. altogether. Dude, are you going to drink that water? I'm going to. Because if you don't drink it, I'm going to drink it. The I'm going to pull with the, a Peter Pfeiffer that, on you. The people that do that, Jamie, are that they do it incessantly. They're not just the people who say that they are. I direct. agree with they, you. They keep saying it. Yeah. So, so you will see it in the bank when you're just scrolling. Or if you didn't see it then, if you did it later, you'd still see another one. Because those people, they have they, they say those those things, but then they repeat them over and over and over all day. They keep saying it. So that's that's why I would I would. Uh, I'd get those people off your. Yeah, Facebook. well, I mean, but, but you don't. I don't notice it really, mm-hmm. uh, and, and, I, and then I kind of can't figure out like why they're even Facebook friends of mine to uh, troll. I guess they don't. They don't bother me at all in right. terms of like like putting me on or, or messaging me or anything. Mm-hmm. But but at that point, I'm like, I am so done with you. Mm-hmm. In the end, I noticed that you've got the everybody has them those liberal mm-hmm. people that you're friends with on Facebook, and it's like they they do they post. Eight times a day, how Trump right. should be in prison. Right. Yeah. Well, that's Kaysen, I think, doing that. <laughs> that is that might be, he that still might believes that's going to happen, doesn't oh, he? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. All right. We'll be back. Uh, Doug Jow is going to be joining us at. Uh, oh, there we go. 8 30. All right. Phil Valencia, man. Thanks, man. Yep, you're welcome, brother. Then come on across to me We'll hold hands and then we'll watch the sunrise From the bottom of the sea But first, are you experienced? Or have you ever been experienced? Well, I That your little world won't let you go But who in your measly little world Are you trying to prove that You're made out of gold and uh, can't be sold So uh, are you experienced? Have you ever been experienced?
I can uh, hear in the distance. I think they're calling our name. Maybe now you can't hear them, but you will <laughs> if you just take hold of my hand. Oh, but are you experienced? Not necessarily stone, but beautiful. Well, the racist in the White House, the enemy in the White House, the enemy of the people. Yeah, well, first of all, I'll play you Dan Helmer, who's running for Congress in in Virginia. I'll, I'll play I'll play you him for a second here before I get to uh, just how pathetic the Democrats are and how hard their life is going to continue to be, not for the next two years, but for the next six years. Okay, listen to this goofball. So, oh. I'm Dan Helmer. I approve this message. I'm different. I'm not a politician. I'm a Rhodes Scholar who served in combat. I'm for a Medicare for All option and against drug companies that rip off seniors. I'll fight the gun lobby to protect children, not guns. After 9-11, the greatest threat to our democracy lived in a cave. Today, he lives in the White House. Yeah, thank you for your service and go to hell. Thank you very much. That's the only thing that Democrats have is either calling President Trump a racist mm-hmm. or saying he's some kind of enemy of the people. And by the way, the guy doesn't get it. We're not a democracy anyway. But anyway, so that's what they have because they're going to have to ratchet it up even more now with the information coming out today regarding the jobless rate for May. 3.8%. Wow. Black unemployment is at a record low. Those are the numbers that just came out today? Just came out this morning. The unemployment rate for black workers hit new record lows in May. This is according to the Bureau of Labor Statistics, okay? This is not right. the Trump White House or whatever. Black unemployment fell sharply to 5.9%, beating out the 6.6% record low that was set a month earlier. What I'm telling you folks right now is that the Democrats are going to have to come up with something more. You've already scoured the earth for the Confederate monuments. You've, you've removed those. You, you can't ride the Roseanne Barr, Trump is to blame for her tweet thing for very long. People, by, by tomorrow, that's not going to be a story anymore. And whatever that goofball is talking about with President Trump being like bin Laden, that's not happening either. He hasn't, he hasn't blown up the world like you claimed he was going to do. And in fact, he is the promoter of more peace than yep. Obama ever was promoting. And so what, what are you going to do if you're a Democrat, not only in 2018, but in 2020? Right. With the economy the way it is. And you realize that the number of employed Americans under Trump now has set the ninth record. That's amazing. 
the I number mean, of employed Americans, excuse me a second, 155,474,000 has broken another record for the ninth time since President Trump took office. The ninth time since he's taken office. And of course, obviously, two years into his term. They have to run soon. I mean, 2020, if you, you know, the presidential election, they're going to, what are they going to say? What is the, what is the Democratic opponent going to say? What about, that guy just said? Yeah. He's an enemy in the White House. He's Bin Laden. It's like, yeah, sure. It's going to take more sure, than buddy. that. Sure, Thanks. Yeah. The number of unemployed Americans dropped to 6 million and change, a low not seen since January of 2001. I mean, 17 years. That's Bush time. Yeah. Wow. 17 years, baby. And there's even more good news. Because the misogynist in the White House, you know, the number of employed women, 16 and over, set another record. The number of employed men, 16 and over, is at an all-time high. And so, of course, is the number of employed Blacks. So you can't. You, 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 Stormy Daniels, that story's over. Yeah. Right? Yep. And nobody cared anyway. No. And so, so this idea somehow that he's some kind of misogynist or horrible person uh, isn't sticking. And that he's a racist isn't sticking because the numbers are, are going to be what tell the real truth about President Trump, his performance, his policies, and how they affect real people. So the news media, again, the truth comes out in the numbers, in the, in the results, everything else, and, and people just stop listening after a while. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, really, come to think about it, his presidency truly has been a success since the very beginning. I mean, the Supreme Court nomination was a foreign win. policy win. A Just win. Jim Talent about yeah, the, the Supreme Court. I mean, I, I don't know. It's truly like he said. You're going to get so tired of winning, right? <laughs> it's it's unbelievable. I mean, but, but so but the results are there, and 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 these folks are going to have to keep coming up with with new stuff. But at some point, you're just not going to listen anymore. I mean, you know, you know, Melania's not living in the White House. Melania's like, yeah. yeah, I am. Shut up. Ivanka's the C word. Thank you, Samantha B, whoever you are. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Give Doug a call. Yeah. Because Doug. Those are amazing numbers. Oh, oh they're, they're incredible. That's awesome. Incredible numbers. I mean, that that's just so so proof in the pudding about how his policies are, are behaving and, and, and treating us. Is he there? It's ringing. It is? Yeah, I don't hear it. Hold on. <laughs> I don't hear it either. <laughs> Hold on. It's thinking about ringing. Oh, Hold it on. is? Hold on. Hold on. Yeah, you love all those Skype noises. Skype still sounds like the, uh, when, you, when, you, when you're doing, remember the... T- AOL. Or- yeah, AOL. <laughs> You've got mail. <laughs> oh. I always have a good I wonder who that guy was. That you've got mail guy. I never speak to because they've always talked to the woman who's on the who's who's yeah. on the on the phone. You know, yeah, like the the, the voice of the of the female. On you the, have reached the voicemail box like this of three Well, he's not there. I was hoping he'd be like, "You reached the Doug Giles." Doug Giles, I'm a warrior, a wild man. 
here, let me let me text text him real quickly and tell him the answer is damn phone. And I did, I talk to him like that too. I know you do. <laughs> That's your damn phone, warrior, wild man, boy. What did you, did you dial the right number? Let me see that thing. I think I did, but I don't often misdial a number. I'm not saying I'm not incapable of making a mistake. Though. <laughs> <laughs> um, Made a few. Here, answer your phone. Here. Hold on. Let me just text him here real quick. Answer your phone. Bitch. Oh my god. Tell you what, you better you better be more on time when you're here in town. Oh yeah. Better be there at 5 30 at the MAC West when you're book signing. Doug Giles isn't he's he's not a Romney. Well, I'm, here's the deal. I got a I got a driver for him, so I got Okay. So I I'm I'm hurting him like a like cattle. I'll tell you who's not gonna be at the Warrior and the Wild Man is Romney. <laughs> Mitt Romney. Uh, by the way, here, here, she said try All again. Right. Oh, by the way, I have an update for you on, we talked about Coster yesterday, you know? That's a different number. Bef- yeah, it is a different number. Before you call him real quickly. Yeah. Uh, the, uh, we were wondering out loud about Chris Coster and, and why, if Kitty Sneed thought of him as a father figure the way she said she did in her testimony... And since he, she cut his hair, too. Right. Why he wouldn't have, during the election, stood up for her, knowing about the tapes, because they knew about the tapes, knowing about the affair, knowing about her general allegations on those tapes, why he wouldn't have come out and sealed the deal on his... On, his, on winning the governor's race. It would have right. been easy for him to do that. Why wouldn't he do that? It was odd. Yes. Now, let me ask you this. Do you think that if you are... because he cause, And plus, he was unmarried. He, he wasn't married. Yeah, it wasn't like, even if it would have come out, that he... Right, he wasn't yeah. married. She was. Ah. Uh, that would be bad optics. Maybe, but if you're the father figure of somebody, and <laughs> if, even if she's married, it's still your friends, right? So why wouldn't you stand up for her then? I agree. That's what makes the whole thing odd. Odd. Well, the mystery continues. Let's get Doug on. Everybody wants to know about that, by the way. I know they do. Jamie. Doug, what's going on, man? Watching the world burn. <laughs> yeah, the, those unemployment numbers are certainly uh, setting the world on fire to a certain degree, yeah. Hey, man, looking forward to you coming. Just a week from today, you're going to be in St. Louis uh, for the War in the Wild Man, Radio Free Almond, Throwdown Palooza, book signing on Friday, big-ass barbecue on Saturday, and so we're looking forward to it, man. I'm stoked, man. I'm keyed up. I think I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna uh, take a pussification track because this stuff that they're wanting to shove down our kids' throats uh, is unbelievable, man. We're about to post it on uh, on Clash Daily here in a second. Uh, this teacher, Jamie, 
Uh, she is encouraged, and this is a professor who who's encouraging uh, other K through 12 teachers to teach kindergartners uh, explicitly teach that masculinity is toxic, physical strength is bad, any kind of proclivity to dominance is poo-pooed, and heterosexual prowess, Jamie, oh, they can't have that anywhere near them. First of all, I, don't, I didn't know that we're teaching uh, uh, young uh, little rascals when they're five years old heterosexual prowess, but this is a kind of garbage, man, that your listeners who are out there by the tens of thousands uh, over the years that are currently listening to us uh, right now, this is what they have as far as designs for your little boys. And, man, I tell parents all the time, if you love your kids, uh, keep them away from public school, keep them away from Hollywood and online social media crap as much as possible, and uh, evangelical and Catholic churches that have sassy uh, little intersexual uh, Pastors and priests remove them immediately. Yeah, because here, so so basically, this is another example of how essentially what they're they're generally just simply emasculating uh, boys as a matter of now routine, uh, and, and and that's and that's not all. Well, you gotta you gotta give it to them. I mean, that's what uh, I mean. At, at least uh, you know they get. Uh, how they change cultures, you know, they're doing it without bombs and bullets like uh, Bill Ayers and Bernadine Dorn uh, with the weather underground. They're like, hey, we're not really getting anywhere, about to go to prison. You know, uh, this violent stuff is is getting way too much negative attention upon our agenda. So instead, yes, we're going to become educators and dumb parents are going to give them uh, these Marxist, Leninist, radical uh, feminists gonna gonna give them their kids for eight hours. Listen, parents, it's not Mayberry RFD anymore. That's over. Uh, Andy and Aunt B and Opie, they're gone, man. School moms that just love your kids, they're few and far between. You know, I'm not I'm not ragging on all teachers, but uh, as far as the system, as far as the machine goes. Man, if you want your kid uh, to grow up uh, to be a man in the classic sense of the word, provider, protector, hunter, and hero, and in in that those four qualities uh, be girded uh, by the greatest example of a man, Jesus Christ, then you need to uh, pull them out of those schools. Stat. Well, Doug, you know it's interesting you mentioned that about the teachers because uh, we have a lot of teachers who listen to this show. And 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 who are conservatives? But to your point, they are quieted. Like 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 I'll, like sometimes they would call into the show, or I would talk to them. But they say, "No, I gotta I gotta keep my mouth shut in the school because there's there's this there's this kind of uh, attitude that if you stray off the reservation, you're gonna get your clock cleaned by the NEA or by the school itself." And so these teachers basically, you know, they'll 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 talk to me, but they'll say, don't tell anybody mm-hmm. where I teach or what I do or what have you, because there is that atmosphere, that culture that just keeps you quiet if you're not in lockstep with the general culture that they promote. Well, my wife, my wife's been a teacher uh, for nearly 20 years, and uh, she does it. Uh, uh, she does it like a missionary, like Mother Teresa type <laughs> stuff. She really feels called to it. Uh, do we do we need the money? Not really. Is it nice? Sure. You know, banking most of it uh, uh, 
before we, we get old and crotchety and stuff. Um, and listen, any, any student that has the privilege, uh, any kid that has the privilege to have my wife as uh, their teacher, oh my God, man, uh, she loves God and country. She is fearless. Uh, she has these huge uh, Bible studies that she did in Miami uh, where there's like two or 300 uh, poor black kids that come and she's hugging on their necks and loving on them and, and uh, you know, being the parent that they don't currently have. But you know what she said? They told her the same crap. Don't you say this. Don't go there. Don't be too American. <laughs> Don't be too bold in your faith. And, and she said, you know what? You can kiss my Italian backside. You want to you fire me? Try to, try to find another teacher that can do what I do. Yeah. And, uh, and I told her, listen, any time they give you any kind of crap or they go there with uh, the curriculum, it's like, we want you to teach that um, yeah, Stalin was a great guy. Uh, to tell them to, uh, you know, blank off and quit. If you have to quit, if you have to walk out of that thing, put it on Facebook and Twitter and you'll be a hero, man. Yeah, I, it's, it's, it's pretty unbelievable. And I'm, I'm so glad that she's righteous. But you know what? You, to your point, uh, you and your wife have raised righteous and rowdy girls. So it's not surprising that your wife is righteous and rowdy, too. <laughs> Or maybe right, maybe not rowdy. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, you, you know what I've you know what I've noticed is that man, when when you stand up for that which is right, if something's holy, just, and true, and you courageously stand up for it, I'm talking about big stuff, not stupid crap, not minutia, not the inconsequential. But if you take a stand uh, and and you plant your feet, Jamie, the universe shows up uh, behind you. Uh, yeah, you're gonna go, you're gonna get attacked and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, what I've learned in life is that the, the force of the enemy really declares the potential and the call on your life. In other words, David wasn't David until, until Goliath rocked up. And then all of a sudden, he morphs from a shepherd boy to a king. So this kind of opposition, and I watch people all the time. I had this one uh, girl that was a, a teacher, and she scrubbed from all of her social media that she was a Christian or that she was conservative, completely took it off. I'm like, what the hell are you doing, man? Wow. I mean, I... No, that's, that's, that's insane, bro. Yeah. I'm not, you know, this whole, no. like, oh, I, I'm, just a, I'm just a piece of tofu. I'm a, I'm a sponge. You're the ones who... <laughs> you just spray me down with whatever you want me to be. I'm not like that. Homie, don't play that game. Right on. And I, that's, that's why you know, it's going to be so fun to have you in town here. I had somebody yesterday tell me, uh, specifically, and this, and this guy, I hardly ever even heard from the guy before, but he's like, I cannot wait until Doug Jowls. So you get a lot of people who are just dying to see you and get your books. And by the way, too, uh, one person on Twitter said they bought a book that you're not even signing, uh, <laughs> uh, but maybe they'll bring it to the, to the event. Uh, they bought the My Grandpa is a Patriotic Badass. So... That's beautiful, man. No, we've, we've been doing this for a couple of years, and, uh, you know, the, the people feel us. Are we perfect? No. Uh, do we glow in the dark? No. Uh, do we care about uh, the, the future of our country and w- whether our kids and grandkids will inherit something as good as what was passed off to us? Absolutely. Uh, will we fight for it? You're damn right, you know. Yeah. I might not, I might not rise arrive at the pearly gates and see St. Peter running that velvet rope, you know, uh, spotless and uh, lily white. But you know what? He's going to say, good job, young oh, man. And absolutely. 
Yeah, yeah. no, you, yeah. absolutely, Doug. Yeah. Yeah, hey, I have a really quick question for you, Doug, if you don't mind. You brought up something in the very beginning that I just want to touch on because I think this is really applicable to parents. You said try to keep your kids off social media. I know your daughter has done just awesome things, and a lot of that was driven on social media. So how do you balance that as, as a parent? Uh, you know, it's, it's the same thing, um, when talking about like television and back in, you know, 20, 30 years ago, what we did with them is, uh, you know, watch as a student, you know, you're, you're going to be on it. You're, you're going to deal with it. Uh, so learn from it, what's good and what's bad. And then, uh, you know, we taught Regis since, uh, you know, she's Mm -hmm. uh, created her company and it's driven mostly, uh, by social media and stuff is like, if you're going to be on that stuff, make money off of it. Yeah. And, you know, I, I had, uh, the occasion and the privilege to meet with, uh, uh, Gia Valenti, who was the founder of learn with Moxie. It's a brand new program. She's trying to get into schools all around the St. Louis area and also nationally. And I hope she gets a chance to meet you because, because you're going to love this plan she's talking about, and, and it's not Facebook or, or, or what you utilize social media for, Doug. It's these kids who are addicted like to Snapchat and all these other means where they just, they, they, they're not even really communicating with, it, with each other. They're simply just typing to each other. Some people, some kids are sitting in the same room with each other, but they're all on their phones. And, and so uh, she's, she knows about the true addictions out there and how it's really just absolutely dumbing down and under-socializing an entire generation of kids. Well, so, what, one of the things that I also uh, recommend, uh, guys, for parents is uh, uh, regular doses of the irregular wild. Take them beyond the pavement, beyond the concrete jungle. Get them to places where their cell phone doesn't work. And everybody's like, well, that costs money. Well, it's, uh, it's, easier, it's cheaper to hunt with your kids than uh, to hunt for your kids. I mean, we took, I took my daughters out uh, shark fishing when they're like eight and nine years old. And I guarantee, and, and when we lived down in Miami, bro, we milked those waters. We <laughs> caught so many huge sharks. We caught sailfish, mahi-mahi, everything that those waters had to offer. And everybody's like, well, that's expensive. <laughs> it's like, well, listen, where there's a will, there's a way. You can yeah. figure crap out. Oh, yeah. I mean, you cobble together the money you spend on going to Disneyland to stand in a line for nine hours for a 30-second ride and get baked while you're standing next to a bunch of pink-skinned idiots from Ohio. I would rather go fishing. I'd rather go fishing. I'd rather go hunting. I'd rather get them, again, beyond the pavement and uh, where the cell phone doesn't work. Yeah, I, I totally agree. If you guys want more information on uh, Gia's thing, it's learnwithmoxie.com. I'll have her on the air next week, uh, and, and we'll talk about that. Buddy, listen, on clashdaily.com, you have a really uh, interesting little ad uh, put up together by the GOP. Listen to this. This is, this is with Nancy Pelosi. The state says these aren't people. These are animals. You have to wonder, does he not believe in the spark of divinity? the dignity and worth of every person. We're all God's children. There's a spark of divinity in every person. We're talking about MS-13. Their motto is rape, torture, kill. The victim was stabbed more than a hundred times, decapitated, dismembered, and his heart was cut out of his chest and then thrown into a pre-dug grave. The two young men shown here kidnapped, sexually assaulted, and shot a 15-year-old girl. 
sacrificing her in the name of Satan. U.S. Marshals say the El Salvador native shot and killed a person in Texas, put the body in the trunk of a car, and lit it on fire. They say that's typical of the MS-13 gang. Calling people animals is not a good thing. Democrats' midterm message, MS-13 killers, they aren't so bad. Just another example of how this party is as bankrupt as the day is long. They have nothing going for them. Those jobless numbers that came out today just simply continue to seal the fate of the so-called blue wave. And this (laughs) is just uh, amazing. I I love it. I love how... uh... Uh, and, and, you know, sometimes I think, you know, does Trump know what he's doing? But then I get him sitting there like, man, this guy's a, a master negotiator. He's a billionaire. Of course he knows what he's doing. He, he'll pull out. So that, that lady asked him in that presser, so what do you think about MS-13? Yeah, they're animals. I kind of – sometimes I think like, you know, he doesn't know what he's saying, but then he, he does know what he's saying. And then, all, then, <laughs> then you get all the acolytes. Hillary and Pelosi saying Trump called him an animal, and then they just go out and hang themselves. Like, here's a rope, there's a stool, there's a big-ass oak tree over there, now go hang yourself. And that's what they do. They defend MS-13 gangbangers, some of the worst critters on the planet. And, and I think, you know, whether it's, <laughs> whether it's uh, he meant to do it or it was just some unconscious thing, uh, they definitely go to it. They just destroy themselves by by champion some of the most vile crap on the planet. Man. Well, and we were talking about the whole desire for gun control and to limit guns and, and blaming, wanting to take your guns away, my guns away uh, because of a school shooting. But we were talking about this earlier about how if you, if you just go to heyjackass.com and look at the numbers coming out of Chicago, look at the numbers so far for May where 40 people have been murdered, and you realize that this is a party that continues to fight Trump on his economic policies and everything else, and really when you boil it all down, they're more protective of MS-13 gang members than they are of blacks in Chicago or anyone in the inner city getting shot up uh, for, for $5 and, and still don't want to focus on the pathology surrounding all these killings and all these things. And, and, and boy, but when it comes to standing up for MS-13 gang members, boy, they're, they're just, they'll run their mouth, they'll stand in front of microphones, Nancy Pelosi on the news conference, but not one peep about 40 people dead in one month in the city of Chicago. It's amazing to me. Well, you know, liberalism is a mental disorder. I don't know who the one who uh, floated that one, but uh, we're selling the crap out of that over at the Clash Daily Store because people get it. And I like, I like, you know, I'm around a lot of people uh, at cigar bars and stuff. Most of them are political, but even the apolitical people, uh, Jamie, they're like, you know what? I don't really want to re- uh, wear a blue coat and a red tie and be your typical Republican. And uh, however, I'm looking over here at the left. And these people are nuttier than a squirrel turd. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take my steering wheel and I'm going to start turning my little happy bus uh, center right a little bit because this stuff is bat crap, man. Just absolutely, like you said, uh, insubstantial. Some of it just pure evil, uh, weird garbage. And they're ignoring the incredible strides that have come to our economy and our security uh, since Trump's been at the helm. Yeah, I mean, you know, Roseanne Barr issues an unwise tweet 
And suddenly we have to have a national conversation about this uh, phony idea that, that, that racism is rampant in this country. And yet you'll never hear a national conversation about our economy or, or, or about protecting or trying to create more stakeholders in our economy. These guys just continually want to hold these town hall meetings. I, I love your post on, uh, on, uh, on Joy Reid and how it's crazy how here's a woman who is on paper as being basically an anti-gay bigot hosting or co-hosting a town hall on bigotry. It's unbelievable. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. And uh, it, it's, it, again, it's just hashtag quadruple standards, you know. And I, Roseanne, Roseanne should have said what Joy did. Uh, uh, I got retro-hacked. And those, those <laughs> a ghost did it. Yeah. You know, my dog ate my homework. And uh, there's more uh, tweets that are coming. Uh, somebody did a deep dive back in her thread and stuff. And uh, I haven't uh, seen them yet, but uh, I heard uh, Tucker uh, bait the audience with it last night. She's got some more things she's going to have to say. She got hacked and, uh, and, and somebody else is trying to take her down. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's marvelous, you know. But yeah. I'll tell you what, what, what Samantha B., I mean, it wasn't even a joke. For her to call Ivanka Trump, the president's daughter, a feckless C-word, uh, and this is on, you know, uh, it's, 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 I'm not a, I'm not a lily white virgin, but it's stupefying to me that you can say that kind of crap about the president's daughter. Can you imagine, Jamie, if, uh, if we said that about Sasha and Malia oh, yeah. when Trump was sitting behind the desk where Bill boinked Monica? It'd yeah. be Way over, man. Oh, it would be totally over. And and again, I I don't I don't recommend the the firing of Samantha B. That's not what we're talking about here. What we're talking about is if 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 the shoe were on the other foot, the 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 mob would demand their heads and would demand the firing. I I would just as soon leave everybody alone. I didn't I didn't think Roseanne Barr's show should have been canceled. I know Disney has the right to do whatever it wants to do with its products. I, I get it. But, yeah, okay, w- was it bad to compare a black woman to an ape? Absolutely. Did she, did, should she have lost her job because of it? Absolutely not. I don't want anybody fired. I don't want anybody suspended. I don't want anybody to resign. Uh, but, but, let's, but fair is fair, and let's keep everything equal. But we've, we're finding that if, if, you're a, if you're a black anti-gay bigot, you're good. If you're a female misogynist, it's okay, but if you are a conservative right. or Republican saying that kind of stuff, you're out. And, the, and these corporations won't ever defend you either, which is what happened in my case here in St. Louis. And they'll never go to bat for you, and, and some of your own people won't go to bat for you. But, man, these people just uh, run the table. Yep. It's uh, uh, ABC, I believe. Uh, I can't remember the guy's name. We're about to put it up on Clash Daily. But um, they hired as one of their uh, top writers a convicted child molester. And I wish that the guy's name escapes me. I'm scrambling to uh, get my editors all the stuff uh, this morning uh, prior to our call. But a convicted spent 15 months in jail uh, for child molestation of 8- to 12-year-old boys. Now, Roseanne Tweet, bad, according to ABC Logic. Convicted child predator and molester who spent time in prison, he's good. And it's just, uh, it's, again, I hope the audience understands that, that a lot of people, especially those in the swamp 
and uh, those in, in Hollywood that are that are leftists, uh, these these people are double live gonzo nutters, and 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 their edicts and their logic is completely twisted, and their standards are quadrupled. And if you want more of that, then you know what? Start stumping for Pelosi and Hillary. If you want less of that, rock up to the midterms and try to keep these uh, guys at bay, man. Cudgel them off with your vote and your voice. I thought it was pretty funny that Disney apparently believes that it could just be it could it could uh, expunge itself of any accusations of racism by getting rid of Roseanne Barr and canceling her show. And yet this is the same company that every time they're, they're, they need a voice for a hyena or a, uh, a crow or a hippopotamus, Donkey. they call Whoopi Goldberg and, and Chris Rock. It's unbelievable. <laughs> right. I mean, uh, again, it, it, uh, irony and hypocrisy that never escapes the leftist. Hey, Jamie, I don't know if you saw this or not, and I hate to, I hate to be selfish uh, and put out shameless plugs. We have on ClashDaily.com exclusive CNN toilet paper. Oh, yeah. <laughs> CNN toilet paper, big dog. I'm gonna bring, I'm gonna bring a couple of rolls. Uh, I'm trying to get a case uh, uh, sent to uh, St. Louis, but I'm gonna uh, okay. bring a couple of rolls and uh, toss them out into the crowd uh, on uh, Friday and Saturday. And stuff. I, I hope you got it. But I, it I, well, I put it up on Facebook. My Facebook, the the, the Almond Radio Free Almond Facebook page, and people were just eating that up, man. I, I wouldn't be surprised if you were selling out of it just based on the people in St. Louis here loving it. Yeah, uh, people are people are like, is that real? It's like, yes, it's real. So I did a video of me holding it, tearing off a sheet, and saying, "You can take care of business. You can clean your Chattahoochee Canal with this." And what we're gonna, what we're gonna do uh, at uh, Cassidy Giles in Texas? Uh, not that we have too many liberals around, but we've got we've got rolls in all of our guest bathrooms. So they're Love they're force fed to use it, you know. There it is, buddy. Well, your publisher who has a, if you, if you do, if you do get around to it or you do have it available, uh, because he he's sending me your books ahead of you uh, arriving here. So if he wants to send some toilet paper, some CNN toilet paper, uh, I believe me, you'll you'll go gangbusters. Now, listen, I asked you too about these safari cigars, and you said they're so popular you don't even have enough to, to bring. So I, I want to make sure I have cigars for you when you're here. So uh, what's your second choice if you're not smoking one of your safari cigars and you didn't get any yet from Nicaragua like you said you were going to? What would be your second choice so I can have that for you when you get here? That's such an easy question. Uh, it's uh, Padron 1964 series or the Padron 1926. Right. Our safari cigars are coming uh, from Nicaragua. There's, there's a little unrest down there, and uh, it's, it's affecting our production. But they are coming. We are completely out. Of course, I've got a glorious stash, but I'm not selling that or, I'm not selling that or giving it to anybody. But the Padron 1964 and the 1926, woo, unbelievable, man. All right. Make yeah. you see visions. Something like a... <laughs> 1964, or what's the other one? 1924? 1926. 1926. All right, buddy. I'll have Those are gold, man. I'll have Pure gold for you. All right. Hey, uh, listen, we'll, we'll talk to you before you come uh, again uh, next week, but, but uh, appreciate you, buddy. ClashDaily.com. Don't forget uh, to go ahead and uh, get yourself uh, 
lined up to come to the book signing, 5.30-8 at the Missouri Athletic Club West, and then for the big uh, throwdown palooza. Buddy, I don't know whether you realize this, but we're having, we have like a bounce house, face painting, beer, barbecue, Italian food trucks. I mean, dude, this is going to be huge on Saturday, and the weather's supposed to be fantastic. So it's going to be a ton of fun. I hope, I hope you will, we will prove to you, uh, we, I don't think we have to, but uh, the Radio Free Almond Nation is ready to rock. So we're waiting for you, buddy. Sounds like I'm going to be sleeping on the plane ride home Saturday night, man. <laughs> Looks like after you. the bounce house and face painting and beer and Italian grub. Dug in the bounce house. I'm going to be sleeping. I'm going to be leaning out in the aisle with my mouth wide open. You know. <laughs> too funny. I want to see Doug in the bounce house. I do too. That's what I want to see. All right, brother. Well, uh, love you, man, and thanks a ton for everything. Okay. Yeah, buddy. Looking right. forward to it. You see you next week. ClashDaily.com. Yeah, this is this is. Uh, this thing on Saturday is serious business, buddy. I'm excited. Yeah, yeah. Doug. We're going to have America First Missouri out there with uh, uh, Ben Murphy and his crew. They're going to have uh, waters available, materials for you. They're going to have, like, water spray. Like, the, you know, one of those, yeah. those misters are? Yeah, the misters. I'll be honest with you, I avoid those when I'm in, like, Six Flags. And, they sp- and here's why. Somebody will get next to me, and it's going to hit them first and then hit me. No, I like that. Yeah, I um you probably don't care about that. Not particularly. I, I, I don't really I don't really do do the misting thing cuz I <laughs> I like to sweat, so I'm fine, you You're know. You're a sweater. Yeah, I'm a sweater. <laughs> I don't like it. And then of course, uh keep in mind too on Friday at the Missouri Athletic Club, uh we're going to have we got a room available, everything else. And then uh, Doug's going to be there with three three books. It, it, uh, my grandpa's a patriotic badass is not going to be one of them. But if you want to go, if you go online and you have and you, you don't want the um, uh, rules for radical Christians, or you don't want the raising righteous and rowdy girls, or you don't want the um, the other book, which is Pussification, if you want to order another book online and you want Doug to sign it, he'll sign it there too for you. So it's going to be great. Fun times. It's a good week. Yeah, buddy. Yeah. Can't believe it's already Friday. I know. <laughs> this is crazy. It's it exciting, really is. Though. Yeah, it definitely is exciting. And you guys, I so appreciate you slamming the Facebook, downloading the app. The stream is going crazy. And uh, we're, we're back at it, buddy. We're fighting. And, and you know what? This is, this is cool because uh, when, when Doug was talking about uh, standing up and, for yourself and and being there. This is what we all did, man. We just we and I couldn't have done it without you guys. Uh, but this is what we all did, and and uh, now we're off to the races. We're confounding pretty much everybody, except the people who are listening to the show. They're not surprised in the slightest. But everybody else is like, wow, hmm, well, hmm, yeah. yeah. But and and then and the people who still are not convinced will be. Uh, so it's a thing. RadioFreeAlmond.com, everybody. All right, I got to get the. Uh, they're taking our. People are wondering what's happened to the music. <laughs> and Facebook is taking the music. Like when you're looking at the Facebook Lives, uh, Facebook is taking the music out. They're muting it. And, and uh, listen, I don't blame them. I mean, technically, you know, even if we do have the ASCAP license and everything else, yeah. um, technically, it's. You still can't put it on Facebook. No. It's true. Even if you buy it. Yep. 
which is why they flagged the national anthem this morning and took us off and, and just pulled the plug on the Facebook feed. That's just un-American. <laughs> <laughs> totally is. All right. Well, have a good weekend, everybody. We'll talk to you on Monday, RadioFreeAlmond.com, and, of course, on Facebook as well. Check us out.